Ladies and gentlemen, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman Report on this Friday, August 25th, 2017. We got a great show lined up for you today. Just a quick recap of what has been done here today in the Hagman Studios. Uh, the Doug Hagman Show on 9 to 10 a.m., Global Star Network Channel 3, as well as live on Blog Talk Radio, archived there as well. And also today on the Hagman Daily Show, John took the show and did a great interview with Greg Jackson. And, folks, that was on from 2 to 3 p.m. today, Global Star Channel 3 on Blog Talk Live and Archive. And you can get those archives on Blog Talk Radio or any podcast application also from our website, Hagman Report. We come to you live each and every day, weekday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And we have a lot to get into tonight with guest Dr. Ted Brewer. We're going I to can't be, wait. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, he's going to be with us in just a few minutes. And also today... You were on Alex Jones' show today for what, two hours, and yes, you were sir, there with I was. Uh, Alex and, and Roger Stone. Yeah, um, that looked like it was a great interview. I hadn't had a chance to watch it or listen to it, but um, yeah, you Boy, were there a I'll long time. Yeah, and, and the uh, and the progressive trolls, man, they are out in full force. I will tell you that the uh, the share blues, the oh my word. For those of you language, do you do you talk to your grandmothers and moms and wives with those mouths? Hmm. For people who aren't familiar with share those blue. fingers, share blue is uh, where those fingers been? Huh? That's right. Hey, you know who I'm talking about? Now, go ahead. Probably not. Share blue is a left wing outlet that mobilizes a lot of the online activity for the insane left in their anti-American communist agenda and this is where they give trolls their information to to go out onto the web and and to try to flood comment sections and uh, shows whether it's our shows and emails and they have a a nice little troll army that they've put together and yes yes, they're always on full force yes Um, they do real quick then I want to open the show by uh, there's a few things on Drudge Report that uh, Drudge Report's pretty pretty crowded today with important stories there's a few terrorist attacks in Europe Buckingham Palace on lockdown after a man with a sword attacked two police officers in front of tourists also in Brussels a man with a machete tried to attack soldiers and was shot and killed as well as there's news of North Korea more missiles uh, more Where missiles was that machete? in Brussels and then there That's was a I sword thought. attack okay. in, in Buckingham Palace and we have Hurricane Harvey. It's been upgraded to a Category 3. could be a Category 4 before landfall. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, Drudge is, is really going all out on this one. Perfect recipe for monster storm. You'll remember the storm for the rest of your life. Locations uninhabitable for months. These are all different headlines on Drudge. But one thing I will say, I've been watching the coverage of this all week. Before it was a hurricane, before it was a tropical storm. And it is sandwiched between two high-pressure systems. And it's going to stall that hurricane, even push it back out into ocean, maybe for a second landfall. 
either way, most of the models show it hanging over that Texas area for did you become a, a meteorologist? No, but I am fascinated. Uh, I mean, real. by the by the weather. I just no, didn't know if I, I missed flooding. something or what. There's going to be historic flooding here. Yeah, yeah, they're calling for 50 inches of rain in some parts of Texas. That, that's what they're going to get, which is more than they get in a whole year combined. They've been doing mandatory evacuations. Point is, folks, uh, if you're down there, hopefully you've evacuated. Uh, John, did you say Sergeant Tim was down there? No, oh, Sergeant yeah. Tim, our, our prayers go out to you. Hope you. Uh, Keep it dry in the next few days and keep well, us updated. Here's, here's what I didn't understand, and, and I was going to ask Alex Jones this. He's sending Owen Troyer and, and uh, Harrison down 37, you know, to yeah. 50 miles within. That's the, the road that connects Austin to uh, whatever. I'm uh, thinking, shouldn't you be going the other way? <laughs> okay, I mean, come on, guys. Really, Alex, you sent a couple guys down there, man. Go the other way. Or if you're going down there... That's like the weather. I said, I said, take some water. Where you have all these people in the evacuated area standing there with their hat and their, their hats, their big coats and their, their microphones standing in the middle of the, the hurricanes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He came in, he came in, you know, yeah, you can't even hear him and they're, they're like, you know, they did that today. Sold it like the 15 degrees. On the weather channel, the, the guy was interviewing, uh, the mayor of a town, Victoria, Texas, and he's talking and trying to hear what the, the mayor's saying and, and, the mayor's talking and the guy on, on the scene can't hear him and basically says, Oh, we lost, we lost this guy and, and the guy's still there trying to talk. Well, you know, and, and no, thanks for good TV. No, I will say this though. In all seriousness, um, you, you're right to mention this because we really, and I think as a country, we need to come together and we really need to pray for those people down there in that area of the storm. It's not, it really is not a laughing matter. It's not funny. It's not, there's nothing funny about it. Um, you ever been in a hurricane? No. I, Me I've been in, I've been, no. No. Not even close. But I've seen the devastation, obviously, with Katrina and, you, you know, and I can't even imagine, um, having your, I mean, I've had, I've had my, my home flood. We've, we've been through horrific yeah. flooding, um, to the extent where we've, you know, are carrying buckets of water out of these yeah. and pumping it out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one time, I think, and that was back in 94, 96. Yeah. I think it was, but nonetheless. Um, so our prayers go out to those, to the people in that area. And, uh, but no, I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested in the, uh, in your, in your commentary on this and in your, in your, uh, focus on this. So, uh, but seriously, uh, our prayers are, are with you folks. And the other thing is, is Drudge, you know, what's up with Drudge? Has anyone a lot noticed this? Has anyone noticed that the, to me, um, he's missing a lot. For example, the biggest story in the world, I think, on the planet is the um, DNC Washerman Schultz. Uh, yeah, I really uh, think that's Brothers. it. I yeah. really, but I haven't seen diddly uh, uh, with him on this. And I've seen interesting articles. You know, this is the biggest uh, corruption scandal in a generation. Yes, and we are seeing no mainstream media attention. Very little attention except for specific outlets and news sites that are dedicated to this. And and when you think of the extent that the Awan brothers, the access that they had, the crimes that, that we know they've committed, the Debbie Wasserman Schultz threatening the Capitol Police, the the blackmail of uh, congressional leaders, you have to ask the question, did the Awan brothers and this IT uh, circle of, of uh, what would you call them, just criminals, were they to partially blame for the Hillary Clinton email leak? 
or was it you know was it really Seth Rich? We we know it wasn't the Russians. Well, so yeah, and, and I I think the one criminal cabal which I spoke of extensively and have been speaking of extensively on the morning program in the Seth Rich murder case, they overlap. Um, I've got to tell you, man, I'm 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 wiped out. I don't know how people do like you know marathons of radio and television. So if I'm, I feel like I'm losing my voice. Um, there was uh there there was one thing, you, you know. Um, before we bring our next guest on, let me tell you something. Oh, and uh, Harvey was just upgraded to guest. Category Four. Oh, it was. Yep. Well, in a way, maybe maybe that's good. Where the rain won't. Uh, boy, yeah, the, big, you know, the, I'm, the I'm hurricane, just, just the just, wind in the hurricane is not really the threat. It's right. the fact that the storm is, by most models, and by all observations, is going to stall over Texas until at least next Tuesday or Wednesday, and the rain that they're going to get is going to be bad with the storm surge you're talking about, uh, historic flooding. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Well, before we bring on our, our guest uh, tonight, I just want to, first of all, publicly thank him. Uh, thank him and his son, Ted Brower and Austin Brower. And Sharon Brower. I want to thank all three of them. Number one, I want to, I want to publicly thank them. And, and here's why. In Today, in this muck and mire that we find ourselves in, in the independent media, um, there are few people, and I'll say this, there are few people, precious few, who actually step up to the plate and support this broadcast. And you know who you are who do, and I thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart, but um, I'm going to tell you, there's not that many, relative to the number of listeners, of course. So anytime that you get... A, a friendship and a personal relationship and a professional relationship, uh, you value that. And we value Dr. Ted Brower. We value Health Masters. And I will say that Health Masters products are the best on the market. And the, the, I'm not being paid to say that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because I believe in that. And that's just coming right out of the gate. And that's coming right from the heart. And the friendships that you create with professionals like Dr. Ted Brower and Austin Brower and Sharon Brower, you can't replace that. You can't find that anywhere else. And I just want to reiterate that, uh, I just want to make sure I did publicly thank him. And I want to publicly thank the people who stood behind me today when I was on Alex Jones because I got, with reference to the, uh, the trolls, the attacks, uh, I, what the heck? Okay, it's, you know, uh, in, in really two hours, uh, everybody from my dog to my non-existent grandmother was threatened for crying out loud. <laughs> and I, look, look, so we must be getting close to the target. Because, and that, were you called that, a Nazi? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, that's about the nicest thing that, uh, I was called. Nice. Okay. Which, um, so I understand, and I talked with Steve Quayle this morning as well. And, you know, so I've been talking like all day, or I listened to, but, but it was, with Steve, it was interesting because he received a lot of flack as well, uh, for his broadcast yesterday. And it's just amazing. So we must be getting close to the target. And with that, I congratulate everyone for being close to the target. It's exciting. It's an exciting, exciting time to be alive. 
And our, again, our prayers go out to the area affected by the hurricane. Our prayers of thanks go out to the people who are supporting this broadcast, and our prayers of thanks go out to our colleagues, professional and uh, personal, like Ted Brower. Dr. Brower, come on board, sir. Hey, Doug. Hey, Joe. Good talking to you guys. Hey, man. Great, great to be talked to. Uh, well, I tell you what, I'm just blessed to be here with you guys. I'm absolutely just, uh, uh, just amazed at what's going on with Debbie Washerman Schultz. And I think the main reason that the people really don't talk much about that right now, including Drudge, is that that was part of the prior administration, Doug. And we're so over the Obama mess in the Democratic Party with that last election that I think a lot of people just kind of just turned it off. We just kind of like passed it and we don't want to discuss it any longer. But you're absolutely right. It's probably the biggest story that's ever been out there as far as political corruptness and it's, it's up there, right up there with Watergate. So we'll see if there's enough chutzpah with the Republican Party right now, which I doubt they have, to prosecute her and get a special counsel going and basically going after her and really do something they should do like they did to Richard Nixon. But quite frankly, I don't think it's going to happen, Doug. No. What do you think? No, you know. Probably not. And, Ted, uh, Eric just told us that your camera's covered up. Okay, let me, let me see if I reverse it. Uh, I'm, you got to remember, guys, I'm, like, not savvy here with this whole Skype thing. Oh, hang on just a second. Would help if I actually removed the tape off the camera. <laughs> I've done that before, Ted. Don't. It's all right. No, I had a, I had a computer guy one time who's a whole lot smarter than me when it comes to computers. Tell me, I always cover that silly camera up. There what you, go. What you doing guy. behind Looks there? Good, what you doing behind there? Looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, the only yeah, you must be guilty of something. Nah, I'm just kidding. Well, well, the reality is, is when you know what I know and what you guys know about how they spy on you and turn cameras on and all the other things they do on an ongoing basis. It's kind of like uh, if I can just put a piece of tape over and stop a lot of that, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. But I've got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about. I'm gonna start. I'm not gonna start with nutrition uh, if that's okay with you guys, Doug, because I I didn't get a chance to talk about much of anything besides that last time I was on with you guys a few months ago or a few weeks ago. And I want to go to school and talk. I want to talk about what's going on with the Republican Party. I want to talk about why we're going back into Afghanistan. This has been a huge story Man. for our show for the week. I, I, and I'm gonna give you. You've been you've been you've been doing some killer shows. Just, oh, thanks, though. Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing the best to just, you know, kind of just tell the truth about what's happening. And so I want to kind of start back with what the Republican Party is doing. And there's a guy, his name is David Prentice. He wrote an article from the American Thinker this week. I'm going to read you part of this. And it says, the Republican Party was once the party of conservatives. It's been apparent for a long time they've had Stockholm Syndrome, which basically that means you start to relate to your captors if you've been a prisoner of war. Captured by the left, they have been cowed into being spineless mushes, afraid to call names, but I never thought it was this bad. It's been apparent for a while that this party interested in taking a back seat as long as they get money, perks, and some type of fame. Although I never thought it was this corrupt. What has the party done since Trump saved their bacon, keeping them in the majority, having nothing from the nothing have they become a worthless second fiddle to a corrupt Hillary? Nothing, just nothing. And now, worse than nothing, I'm not the first to say this, but it's clear the GOP has become the party of spineless wimps and frauds. They have betrayed half of America, betrayed the base that once supported them so well, and also betrayed their country. They've allowed this nonsense of the Russia, Russia, Russia to fester, knowing it was complete nonsense and a complete lie. It's been a deadly mix of laziness, Stockholm Syndrome, and spineless, unprincipled crap. Add to that a few more ingredients, money-grubbing from donors, simple, faithless actions from a lot of them, they were hoping against hope that their friends, the never-Trumpers, would finally prevail. They would be able to say they told us so. You have mixed the toxic drinks that could virtually leave the GOP in shambles. No, most of them don't know it. They're simply too stupid, spineless, dishonest, and money-grubbing to understand just how awful they look to their own voters. 
They lost the election of 2006 and 2008 for similar reasons. The base simply checked out and stayed home. Even back then, the GOP wasn't this bad. Speaker McConnell, the majority, is still the majority leader. Brian is still there. The senators who prevented, the promise, who prevented this promise being stopped as far as getting rid of the, uh, like McCain, with the repeal of Obamacare, to the very small groups of conservatives who fought the good fight, I apologize for the rest. You become like the salt and the parable good for nothing. Guys, we have a Congress. We have a completely corrupt government. It's like Jimmy Carter said a few years ago, we have a non-functional government. Our government no longer functions for the will of the people or for the good of the people. We're for the special interest groups. A lot of these congressmen have been given money under the table. They've been, they've gotten, a lot of these guys go into Congress and go into the Senate and they have hardly any cash at all. They come out a few years later worth tens of millions, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars. They basically have been corrupted through, um, pedophilia. They've been corrupted through alcoholism, through, uh, basically prostitutes. They've been corrupted through drugs. They've been corrupted through illegal campaign contributions. And now they do as they're told, like the spineless wimps they have become. And we, the people of the United States, are pretty much stuck with them. And so I want to talk tonight about what's going on in Afghanistan. And I also want to talk about why we're not doing anything about Afghanistan and how Trump is in a situation in which he doesn't have the situation, he doesn't have the ability to do anything about Afghanistan. Remember, we've talked many times on the show about how the United States, how we the people have given the control of our country to the Congress. They've given it to the military industrial complex, who've given it to the CIA, which runs the military industrial complex, who've given it over to the Sabbatan Kabbalists, the Luciferians. We're now trying to connect us into a D-Way Alpha computer into their master Lucifer. And this whole thing is being done through black magic rituals and human sacrifice and pedophilia and just all of this mess. And that's why I want to talk about this stuff tonight because I want to get it over with because I don't like discussing this stuff in detail like this. Because we, the people of the United States, have got to wake up and realize that the country has been hijacked by this group of international banks this, this Rothschild banking cartel, for no better term to use, that are basically coming in right now and trying to form their one-world government and controlling the United States. Ron Paul said it so succinctly when asked to choose sides on the left or the right this week. He said, responding to queries from libertarians, asking you to support the alt-left or the alt-right, he says it's a false choice because both groups advocate authoritarianism. He says the alt-right advocates racial identity over individual identity and favors massive welfare and entitlement spending for their race. He criticized the alt-left Antifa crowd for being Marxist and elevating class identity over individual identity and wanting government to run the economy, even though government intervention is the mechanism that allows crony collectivism and monopolies. So Ron Paul's exactly right. Now let's talk about what's going on with Afghanistan. We've talked about it in minor detail before. Now we're going to really go into detail. A few weeks ago, a month or so ago, we talked about on the show that about a third of the population of the country, some 100 million people, were given opiates and used opiates last year in the United States. Now we have a massive epidemic of people that are addicted to heroin and opiates. And I'm going to go into some detail right now as to why that's happened, who's doing it, and how the pharmaceutical corporations are involved. This is an excellent article. It was from Global Research. And I don't have an author's name on this, but it's global research. And it says, the spoils of war, Afghan's multi-billion dollar heroin trade. Now, this is actually, and they talk about this in just a moment, the total generated revenue from this is in excess of a trillion dollars. They're saying that it's only second or third behind oil and natural gas, the military industrial complex and the sale of weapons. And number three is heroin. 
in this article, they claim that it's approximately 5% of total global GDP. Now, you heard that correct. 5% of the total global production is in the Afghan heroin and illegal drug trade, which probably is pretty accurate. In the course of the last decade, there's been a strange, there's been a surge in Afghan opium production. In turn, the number of heroin addicts in the U.S. has increased dramatically. Is there a relationship? This number, Doug and Joe, I didn't realize was this high until this article. This is an article, this particular quote is by Seibel Edmonds, August the 22nd, 2007. And it says, there were 189,000 heroin users in the U.S. in 2001 before the U.S. NATO intervention in Afghanistan. Ted, how much was by that? 20, I'm sorry, I didn't catch There were 189,000 heroin users in the U.S. in 2001 which is a huge number, before the U.S.-NATO invasion of Afghanistan. But listen to this. By 2016, that number went up to 4.5 million. You guys wow. get that? Yeah. That's crazy. But what says that? That's like a 20, 20-fold increase? Yeah. Close to it? You know? Uh, 4.5 million. Yeah, but, but, yeah, more. This, yeah. but, but this, and Ted, correct me, uh, this would be directly related to the uh, activities of the military-industrial congressional complex, right? Yes. All right. And this, and this article, this article. The reason I'm reading parts is because you know me. I don't like to read a lot of stuff. I like to just you know kind of take the highlights of it. But some of this information is so, for better word, damning. I want to quote these guys because this is some pretty strong stuff they're saying here. And I want to make sure I get these statistics and facts correct because I didn't memorize all these numbers. Uh, which after I read it a couple of times, I have it memorized, but not just yet. Heroin deaths, there were 2.5 million heroin addicts and 2 million casual users. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second. If you're a casual user of heroin, you're not going to be a casual lose user for very long. Uh, that's some addictive stuff. And so we have 4.5 million users, as far as I'm concerned, with, according to this article. Heroin, heroin death shot up from 1,779 in 2001 to over 10,000 in 2014, as Afghan opium poppy fields have metastasized from 7,600 hectares in 2001. Now, get this. There were 7,600 hectares, which is about two acres per hectare. It's around 15,000, 16,000 acres of crops using Afghan heroin in 2001 to today there are over 224,000 hectares over almost half a million over half a million acres in opium production right now in Afghanistan in 2016 now guys this is nuts and this is why the entire planet is getting addicted to this mess ironically the so-called US eradication operation in Afghanistan has cost an estimated 8.5 billion in American taxpayer funds however we have a massive increase in opium production. Afghanistan produces over 90% of the opium which feeds the heroin market. We've used these statistics many times. In turn, the U.S. is now sending more troops into Afghanistan. Now, they're going to tell you why in a minute why this is happening. Who is protecting the opium exports out of Afghanistan? In 2000 to 2001, the Taliban government, this is right before 9-11, in cooperation with the United Nations, had imposed a successful ban on poppy cultivation and opium production declined by more than 90% in 2001. In fact, the surge in opium cultivation production coincided with the onslaught of the U.S. military operation and the downfall of the Taliban regime. In other words, we had a massive shortage of heroin for the CIA medical, industrial, pharmaceutical complex in 2001, and suddenly we had reasons to go in and attack Afghanistan. The United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. Hey, hey, Ted, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just say that last sentence one more time so I can 
we had a shortage, you said? Yes. The Taliban had almost completely stopped all opium production in Afghanistan in 2000 and 2001. Is that where, is that where, is that where the pharmaceutical, uh, uh, what would you call it? No, 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 the pharmaceutical rate is a tiny percentage of all this. This okay. thing is huge. Okay. What yeah. happened, no, we're having, no, this, this is like, you know, we have, we have places that legally grow poppy and to grow opium, to grow heroin, to grow pharmaceutical. This was the illegal drug trade being sponsored by the CIA in 2000 to 2001. It was almost completely shut down by the Taliban because they considered it immoral for the Muslims to do this and they wanted it eradicated. And Ted, if I can, uh, I watched an interesting documentary on this where at the same time, the Taliban was making a bunch of money by becoming the only exporters of opium in some of these areas where they were destroying other farmers and other crops. So there was, at the same time, probably, you know, if we look at it as a hierarchy, the leaders of the Taliban were ordering the, the underlings to go ahead and destroy all the, the opium. There were other Taliban leaders in that same group who would turn around and sell it for, you know, double the money that they were selling it for earlier. Yes, yeah. It, it talks about in the article that some people say that the reason they were decreasing the production was to run the cost up, run the, run the price up. Mm-hmm. But they had a 90% reduction, but they said some people were actually using that to push the price up. That's the excuse they're giving out from the United Nations that the only reason the Taliban pushed the numbers down in 2000 and 2001 was basically to increase the value of the heroin crop that they were producing. The problem is those numbers don't flush because if the United Nations was truly involved in getting the Taliban to reduce the production of opium, why have we have why have we gone from it's almost half a million acres in opium production right now? And that's what they're admitting to. We don't know really what the numbers are. It could be much, much higher than that. All I know is that we have 4.5 million people using heroin right now in the United States, according to this article. Now, it says there is a reason to believe this figure of 37 tons, that they're saying they're producing about 3,700 tons right now in cultivation, and now they're saying with the amount of hectares they're using, there should be basically over 6,000 tons. That's assuming that they're telling us the truth about this. There is no evidence at large, there's no evidence that a large percentage of opium production is no longer processed into heroin as claimed by the UN. This revised methodology has served through the outright manipulation of statistical concepts. Now, they're saying that an estimated 3.4 tons, this is the United Nations, that an estimated 3,400 tons of Afghan opium was not transformed into heroin or morphine into 2011, representing nearly 60% of the Afghan opium. Now, here's why I believe this could be happening. We basically found some very good news stories on our show several months ago that a large percentage of the opium crops and the heroin was being used at actual farmers, they were being sent to actual pharmaceutical corporations in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, and in India. I mean, we're talking reputable firms that use and make products like OxyContin, and that these pills are being manufactured from the heroin to be distributed globally because a lot of people don't want to be a quote heroin addict, but they can take the OxyContin and so get a buzz from the heroin, which is extremely strong, especially the 80 milligram tablets, and a lot of them are crushing it and grinding it up and injecting it. So there's a huge black market now for true pharmaceutical-grade OxyContin and opiates that we believe and that we proved on our show several months ago through the research that we had done that's being manufactured and being shipped globally to increase the users of this particular product. Because if, you, you know, if you're on the street and you want to buy some OxyContin, you know, you're going to pay $20, $30, $40, $50 a pill, depending on the milligram dosing. And the crazy thing about this is that it doesn't have the stigma associated with being a heroin addict. So there could be a possibility that a large percentage of this crop is being sent to these pharmaceutical labs in these different countries in order to make true, generic 
OxyContin or other types of products like that for the massive amount of distribution that's being done through the CIA and through the respective drug cartels they have throughout the world, because this is a major, major problem. We'll continue with these statistics. What the United Nations mandate was, support the prevention of the organized criminal activity, has done to obfuscate the size of the criminal nature of the Afghan drug trade without evidence that a large part of the opium is no longer channeled towards illegal heroin in the market. So they're saying that may not be true. The profits are largely reaped at the level of the international wholesale and retail markets of heroin, as well as the process of money laundering in Western banking institutions. Now, this by itself is nuts. What they're saying is there's actually a market, like a wholesale market, I guess, where people are bidding on raw heroin. I mean, it's become that big of an industry. I mean, it's like an open market where they're bidding to bring this stuff into their countries for distribution to the mafia and to the mob. The profits are largely reaped at the level of the international wholesale and retail markets of heroin. I didn't know there was an international wholesale market for heroin. I mean, this is crazy stuff, as well as the process of money laundering in Western Western banking institutions. They're saying in here that there's probably $1.5 trillion worth of money being earned and distributed through the heroin markets. That's holding up a lot of the Western banking institutions. You think about all the major banks right now that have been caught doing money laundering for basically drug trades. We've seen that repeatedly all over the world and how much of this drug money is actually holding up these banking institutions if there's truly $1.5 trillion going into their coffers every single year. Now, we're not even talking about the exaggerated effect of street production, of how that you or the, 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 the local street distributors are going to come in and cut this stuff and then distribute it and get more and more and more money for it. We have no idea what the actual numbers of that is as far as being sold on the street. The revenues derived from the global trade in heroin constitute a multi-billion trillion dollar bonanza for financial institutions and organized crime. This is why the book, Operation Gladio, The Unholy Alliance Between the CIA, the Vatican, and the Mafia, is so important to understand this relationship and all the banks that have been set up, including by the Vatican, in order to launder money. Record production in 2016 proves this is a fake eradication program. But program, Opium production in Afghanistan rose by 43% to 4,800 metric tons in 2016 compared to the 2015 levels. This is assuming they're giving us the right numbers. The latest Afghan opium survey figures released today by the Afghan Ministry of Counter-Narcotics in the UN, the area under opium poppy cultivation has increased to almost a half a million acres. This represents a 20-fold increase in the areas under opium cultivation since the U.S. invasion in 2001. Then there's another article here that was published in May 2005 by Michael Chodowski. It it talks about the history of the Afghan opium trade, and it says the heroin business is said to be filling the coffers of the Taliban, in the words of the U.S. State Department. However, it's not doing that. Opium is is a source of literally billions and trillions of dollars to extremists and criminal groups. This is not true. Cutting down the opium supply is central to establishing a secure and stable democracy in Afghanistan, as well as winning the global war on terrorism. All of this, this is a complete and total, these are bogus statements made in 2004. The Taliban, in collaboration with the United States, has imposed a successful ban on poppy cultivation in 2000. Opium production declined by more than 90% in 2001. In fact, the surge in opium cultivation production coincided with the onslaught of the U.S.-led military operation and the downfall of the Taliban regime. In the wake of the U.S. invasion, shift in rhetoric, now the United States, the United Nations, acting at the 2000 opium ban had never happened. This is what we mentioned earlier in the show. The battle against narcotics cultivation has been fought and won in other countries, and it's possible to do here in Afghanistan, 
pretending like it never happened in 2000 with strong democratic governance, international systems, and improved scrutiny and integrity. In fact, both Washington and the United Nations now claim that the objective, here we go, this is what you talked about, Joe, of the Taliban in 2000 was not really drug eradication, but a devious scheme to trigger an artificial shortfall of supply, which would drive up the world prices of heroin. In the wake of 2001 U.S. bombing of Afghanistan, the British government, Tony Blair, was entrusted by the G8 group of leading industrial nations to carry out drug eradication program that would, in theory, allow Afghan farmers to switch out poppy cultivation into alternative crops. The British were working out of cabal, out of cabal in close liaison with the USDEA's Operation Containment. The U.K.-sponsored crop eradication program is an obvious smoke screen. Since 2001, opium poppy cultivation has skyrocketed. <laughs> Heroin is over a trillion-dollar business supported by powerful interests which require a steady and secure commodity flow. One of the hidden objectives of the war was precisely to restore CIA-sponsored drug trade to its historical levels and exert direct control over the drug routes. Immediately following the 2001 invasion, opium markets were restored and opium prices spiraled. In 2001, under the Taliban, opium production stood at 185 tons. Now it's over 6,000. Now, that's the one article. Now, the next article, it goes into a little bit more detail in what's happening with Trump and why he's staying in Afghanistan. And it says that though President Trump provided a few public details on how he will fully execute and institute a peace policy in Afghanistan this year, he did state it would include be sending their thousands of more U.S. troops an estimated cost to be over another trillion dollars, nearly all of whom have been tasked with protecting the CIA's vast opium crop being systematically destroyed in every Afghan province taken over by the Taliban. I'm going to repeat this, Doug and Joe. Apparently, the Taliban is going back into Afghanistan, and they are destroying opium crops, and they're basically affecting production. So I'm going to repeat this. They're basically, the troops are being sending over, nearly all of whom are being tasked with protecting the CIA's vast opium crop, half a million acres, being systematically destroyed in every Afghan province, providence taken over by the Taliban, not being told to the American people about what has occurred leading to President Trump's actions. This report explains that in 1990, the CIA constantly turned a blind eye to the opium trade in Afghanistan until the power Taliban took control and attempted to put an end to production. And the opium industry in Afghanistan represents 90% of the world's opium production. The Taliban's action caused opium production to plummet and it wasn't restored until 2001 after 9-11. So, guys, we have to ask ourselves a question here. What's the real reason we're going in Afghanistan? And what's the real reason we're increasing troop strength? Because, guys, it's, this is blank. It's, it's, and here's another article. This is about a Russia today. And it starts off with this. <laughs> it's the opium, stupid. Afghan surge guarantees CIA black ops budget boost. The U.S. military said that it's a matter of days additional U.S. troops to be deployed to Afghanistan following President Trump's speech on new strategy for the region. Of course, they have to have more crop protection. The CIA is also overjoyed because its black ops budget, which is tied obviously to the exponential growth of opium production in Afghanistan, which is fueling the heroin epidemic across the West, that is now secured for another possibility of 20 to 50 years. He has jumped right, Trump has jumped right back into the swamp. Far from clearing it, he's jumped in the swamp, and the people now see what's going on. Even Trump flip-flops and goes along with the neocons. He's not going to win them over, according to Ron Paul. And so this is interesting to me that, you know, we first heard Trump say a couple weeks ago, Doug, that he was considering putting private contractors back into Afghanistan. 
He wanted to bring them in there basically to continue to fight the war and maintain our troop level or reduce them. But apparently the private contractors, some of whom get $200,000 to $300,000 a year, depending on what they're doing, are going to be too expensive to maintain the corporate profits of the opium production folks. And so now we're sending our boys back in to protect this. I mean, this is some crazy stuff. Right now they said there's about 4,800 people right now in, 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 in Afghanistan. He wants to increase it to about – about there's 8,700 right now. He wants to increase it to another 4,000 troops, which means a continued war of insurgery, insurgency in Afghanistan, which means basically yeah. we're going to be in this war with these guys like forever, Doug and Joe. What do you think about all this? Well, yeah, and uh, – yeah. Yes, yes. And I think, um, well, a couple of, one question I have for you before we go further. Do you see, Ted, in your research, and I know you're, you're one of the most well-read people I know and well-researched people I know. Do you see the, the same template in Afghanistan that we saw in Vietnam, that we saw in Iran Contra? And, and that's, you know, is, is yeah. it the same? Okay. Well, well, no, no, same thing. I mean, look and look at look at Korea. Korea's mass is one of the top, you know, heroin producers in the world too. They're trying to feed that army. There's they got a million and a half people in the army, and they're trying to feed them. Look at the opium wars that were done back in China with the British. I mean, no, that's true. Opium. Yeah. This stuff's very addictive. I mean, remember when remember when our CIA, which was the OSS, which turned to the CIA in '47, uh, they wanted to have Gellin go into Germany, the general from the Nazis, and have set up covert. Basically, terrorist groups using Nazi soldiers because they were told the Soviets were trying to take over all of Europe and they were going to basically cause this Operation Gladio to occur. And they didn't know how to fund these guys because at that point in time, you know, the war was over with and a lot of this funding effort was over with and they went to Shanghai Check and they asked him, how are you funding this million man army you've got here in China? And he says, we sell opium to the peasants and we basically fund our army through the sale of the heroin and the opium to the people here in China. And this is exactly what kind of horrible thing that we got ourselves involved with now with the CIA. Because remember, in 1933, when FDR decided to take the gold and put it into the Exchange Stability Fund in 34, that was the formation of the shadow government. The Exchange Stability Fund has been given pretty much control of the U.S. Treasury now, and they can run money in and out of the U.S. Treasury without oversight of Congress. This all happened with the shadow government basically took over in 1934. It was first initiated in 1913 with the Federal Reserve Act. By 1934, the country was so in debt, it was basically bankrupt. And this is why FDR, socialists, took the gold from the American people and put it into the Exchange Stability Fund. In fact, if you want to learn more about this, there's a six-part series about the Exchange Stability Fund on YouTube that you can watch. It's eight to nine minutes of video. There's six of them, and I highly suggest that everybody watching watches that show on the Exchange Stability Fund. We'll explain to you the CIA drug involvement with the international banking community who basically took over the United States because we had basically pretty much defaulted out of, into bankruptcy. That's why the gold was seized. And so this is something we've got to understand. And then, of course, it got more and more and more powerful. And then 1947 happened and Roswell happened and the OSS became the CIA and all these other crazy co-op and you know, secret things that we've talked about on the show happened. And in 1963, they decided to kill Kennedy who was going to get rid of a lot of this mess and disclose a lot of this information. And they, and they weren't going to allow that. Trump realizes that this is one of the primary reasons that Kennedy was taken out was because he was trying to stop the CIA and the drug running, Doug, which you just mentioned, in Southeast Asia. That's why the war was fought in Southeast Asia was to control the narcotics trade coming out of the Cambodian Triangle. That's what that whole thing was about. And then we had a massive problem with the weather 
in that part of the world, probably from our spraying of the chemtrails and weather manipulation of the Ho Chi Minh Trail. And so we shifted that production in Afghanistan. And so that's one of the reasons that we left Southeast Asia. But yes, this is exactly around Contra. This is exactly Vietnam. This is exactly Afghanistan. It's all about the opium. It's about funding the black operations of the CIA to allow them to do whatever they want to do with complete lack of oversight by our government. That's why I've said at the beginning of the show, we've given the control of our con- of our country to the Congress guys who are completely completely corrupt. They've given it over to the military-industrial complex, who have given it to the CIA, who have given it over to the Sabbatine Kabbalists, the Luciferians, for better lack of a word, the wizards. I mean, they're a bunch of they're 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 called they're they're, they're basically numerologists, Kabbalists, wizards is what they are. I remember I was interviewing a guy one time on the on the Power Hour when I when I stood in for Joyce for like four or five months doing that show two and three times a week, and I remember he was basically a numerologist, Kabbalist, wizard. That's what he was, and I mean he was like a Sabbatean. And I talked to him, and I finally I asked him. I said, "Are you telling me you're a numerologist, Kabbalist?" And he goes, "Yeah." I said, so "You're a wizard." He goes, "Well, yeah, I am actually." And I thought, wow, this is really nice. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm glad he's on my show. <laughs> I mean, you know, but this guy was serious about this. He had top secret clearance with the military. I could give you his name right now, but I don't want to promote his, uh, his work. But the guy was absolutely brilliant. In fact, he's one of the first physicists to come out and actually had initiated the holographic universe theory. This guy's absolutely stunning. In fact, he said they took him to Antarctica and they took him down inside the caverns and he saw caverns that, that had ceiling heights of 5,000 feet that had their own weather that had all kinds of Nazi paraphernalia and everything else down in these caverns down in Antarctica. He was one of the only people that I've ever spoken to that's actually been to Antarctica and down inside of the caverns. But this is what these guys are all about. These guys are all about numbers and numerology. Remember, I think it was last year we did a show with you guys about how 9-11 is a, was a sacrificial ritual, and we talked about all the numbers they used to tie everything together into a sacrifice for Lucifer. That's who these guys are. These guys are basically the Druids that came from Genesis chapter 6 that Steve Quayle talks about and the human sacrifice they were taught to do by the fallen angels. And they basically have stayed hidden in our society. These are the same guys that you know sacrificed human beings at Stonehenge in all of these ancient ritual sacrificial sites in which they had all these pyramids set up all over the planet, thousands of them, which helped to control the energy or the geomagnetic sphere energy, the electromagnetic energy field around the planet to induce any type of state they wanted on the planet. Now they've become much more complex than this with their sea-based radar domes, their their wind towers, uh, their 5G networks. We've talked about that in detail, and that's why I've said repeatedly, we're not going to have a nuclear war. That's just obfuscation to scare the masses to create a negative energy field. There no, there's, when God came in in Genesis chapter 6, and he had seen what they were doing because of the genetic manipulation, he had enough of it all. And he flooded the planet with Noah. And he basically destroyed this network and he pulled the continents apart through continental plate shifting, which deactivated the pyramid networks as far as the energy fields because they changed the magnetic ley lines when they did that. And now they haven't spent five or 6,000 years putting it all back together again to nuke it. <clears throat> I don't believe for one second they're going to nuke it. Now they may do, bi- they may do biologicals because they really want to reduce the population to 500 million people. They may do radiation, which they're doing already with Fukushima, which is going to massively reduce fertility in that part of the country and bring it over to the United States. They may do it with basically chemtrails, which is going to basically, then I'll talk about that in just a second. And they may do it with, uh, with, the, with, the, uh, with messing with our endocrine systems by putting all these hormones into the food supply, which they started. Remember, they want to, you, everybody knows that gelding is a male horse, a stallion that's been castrated, has been cut. 
They want to create the entire male population of the United States. They want to turn us into geldings. They want to chemically castrate us through the food, through the chemtrails, through the immunizations, to not allow us to be alpha males to fight. you got to remember, when the United States sent men to storm the beaches of Normandy against machine gun nests, you know, we had, to, we had a lot of testosterone. We were pretty tough guys. And, you know, and what they've done immediately thereafter, they put us on fluoride, which basically causes you to be servile and infertile. They did that in 46 after they found out the information from Dachau, the concentration camp. And since that point on, they've been, they've been dumbing us down, dumbing us down, dumbing us down, dumbing us down, dumbing us down. We'll talk about that in just a second. But this is what's going on right now in the United States. It's, it's to create, and they really hate white people. I mean, they really hate white people for some reason. They just had it with white people. I guess because the white people were the ones that originally came in and settled the United States, and they want to get rid of all vestiges of us, including Confederate war statues, including any kind of statues. They want to make it, it's like George Orwell said in his book, that I'm paraphrasing because I read it this week on the show, that they want to make basically make the United States or their world government only thinking about what's going on right then in that world. They don't want to have any ties to the past, any history. Now, let me read you some of this stuff here. This is, this is some other stuff, too. And when I first started working on this stuff a few years ago, I talked about this three years ago on your show, and I'd done extensive research on it. I thought, well, this is some, this is some advanced stuff that they've been doing for years and years. But here's what it says. This is, this is an article by Kessel. It says, years of research on mice and, and lab animals proves that scientists can weaken or strengthen particular memories from the brain or outright delete inherited memories. Scientists hope that the new discovery could potentially be used to help those with cognitive decline or post-traumatic stress syndrome. We can use the same approach of selectively manipulating only selectively manipulate only the pathological fear memory while preserving all the other adaptive memories. The team then discovered it was possible to completely erase fearful or unwanted memories using a technique called optogenetics, using medication and including electrical stimulation. This technique also uses it uses, involves infusing a virus into the genes. Once the virus is inside the cells, the cells, the genes result in the production of proteins which respond to light, allowing researchers to control the activity of the neurons. The team exposed that neurons involved in high-pitched pathways could actually change brain connections and it could permanently wipe out memories. And now what they're saying is this. They're saying they discovered this in 2015. This stuff was discovered by MK Ultra which is the German mind control experiments that were a continuation of concentration camp, camp experiments into the 40s and the 50s and 60s in the United States. I mean, it's all been released now. But now we're finally catching up in what we're talking about with what they've already known about for 70 years. And it goes on to say, there was a series of CIA mind control programs, including Bluebird, Artichoke, MKUltra, MK Search, and MK Naomi during the 50s to the 90s. And the CIA sought to blank slate test subjects, wiping memories through drugs, electric shock, and high-pitched sounds and other torture techniques. So this technique's been around now since for 60 or 70 years, Doug. And so when we're talking about controlling individual technology, which we're going to talk about right now, it's about tying us all together in this 5G network and basically allowing their machines and their frequencies to control us. And I, t- I told my listeners today I was going to cover this on the show tonight with you guys, and I'm going to go into detail with that right now because we've talked about it repeatedly, but I'm going to cover this again. This is another article by Freeman. And it says, total individual thought technology and how an insider exposes how your DNA is being targeted. Now, I'm not going to read you this whole thing because some of this stuff is too far out there and I can't document it. But the stuff that I know is pretty accurate, I'm going to read. They interviewed a guy by the name of Kofron, 
He was claimed to be a security industry specialist for a private security firm. And he's called this the total individual control technology that they're using. And according to this gentleman, it says this technology is so advanced that it can be used to program your mind with thoughts, which I know that's possible, and induce emotional states in you, including pain, hate, and fear. I know that's possible. It can also target particular people by engaging in individual specific attacks based on the target's DNA residence. Now, I want to stop here for a second. When we talk about how each of us have our own specific DNA vibration, everybody's unique. Now, they've been doing stuff all over the planet now trying to collect DNA samples to find out what people's specific DNA residence is and their actual DNA footprint. They've been doing that in jobs and applications everywhere now. They say get your kid's DNA tested when they're born. That way, if there's ever a problem, you can identify your children, et cetera, et cetera. So they've been basically mapping all this. They said they're using by sight. Psychopaths are using this because they're causing harm to people. This technology manipulates the electrical signals of the brain, and it can also be used to control muscle movement in the target, which I know that's a fact. The technology can also be used to manipulate the emotions. I know that's true. And it says it can affect dream cycles and sleep patterns and cause one to sleep very deeply or one cause not to sleep at all, and it can also excite the alpha, beta, and delta brain waves. The technology can also be used to read thoughts of target in real time. That's research I'd have to see how they did that. Anywhere from small groups to people 20 to 30 to 100 can actually be affected to the tens of thousands by creating a field effect. I know this is possible. I saw it in the Iraq war where an entire field of electromagnetic energy is created in a geographical location, and any human being within that geographical location, within that electromagnetic field affecting that geographical location, will be affected by the technology. We saw this repeatedly when they were giving up in the Gulf War. This can be used to induce general moods in general populations or crowds of people, and it can be used to make them passive. It can also be used to make them agitated, and it can be used to cause stop or induce riots. Total individual control technology attacks specific individuals based on DNA residence. The DNA of the individual is used to determine the resident frequency of the DNA itself, and the resident frequency is then used to fine-tune the technology. This leads into another new world order agenda, the drive to create a worldwide DNA database. Now, this is incredible when you start thinking about the fact that these chemtrails are infusing us with nanocrystals that extensive shows on, which can actually tie into our central nervous system and basically transmit our DNA or the energy from whatever they're trying to do right directly into our nervous system. This technology, he says, is fully operational, is already being tested upon society, and, of course, we saw a lot of this already with the Gulf War, and that was like 16 years ago when they were using it to start with. He said basically it's something that the military, security, industrial complex is using, and they want total individual control technology, and they want to be able to shield themselves and basically get false psychiatric diagnoses and everything else. In other words, they can make you think you're crazy to go in and get a psychiatric evaluation and then have you locked up and put on meds. So, I mean, all of this stuff is real. Now, we think, well, how in the world can it be possible? Guys, we've talked about this in detail before. In 47, something happened. I call it fallen angel technology. You can call it alien technology, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter to me. Just get your head wrapped around it so you understand this stuff is real. This is advanced, advanced technology. We literally have a breakaway civilization that is running the country and running the world right now with this type of advanced technology, doing their best to try to install a 5G network to continue this control grid. What do you guys think about this? Well, we've talked about this a lot on the show, from the Internet of Things connecting everything to the Internet, from home appliances and thermostats to 
Um, you know what we just saw in Cuba with the sonic attacks? There was an article just this week that talked about how. Yeah, I wanted. We wanted to ask you about that. There was, it was underreported the extent of the damage that the sound attacks on the diplomats in Cuba. That there was extensive uh, brain injury as well as central nervous system damage. And I know that's not what this was a more directed attack than what you're talking about, Ted. Um, but it kind of falls under the same category as you know this unseen. Um, untraceable effects of from anything from the 5G network to actual sound weapons that we're seeing uh, used against people. And as you pointed out, you know, there's all these different studies that show how the cellular cellular networks affect different things, from growing plants to mood, behavior, and all these other things. And then we have to the other side of that these um, attacks that can happen, where you know you can have they have the microwave gun, where you can literally have your insides melt from these people using these uh, microwaves as well as these sound waves uh, as weapons. And I think there's portions of what we see in the sound waves as weapons used in some of the, you know, or comes from some of the cell phone and, and wireless technology that you're talking about. And there's a lot of unknown in this world with that. Well, well, it's the breakaway civilization, Joe. I mean, these guys are running the planet with this type of technology. I mean, they have the ability to make you think bad thoughts. They have the ability to make you do bad things. They have the ability to make you suicidal within seconds. They have the ability to make you have diarrhea within seconds. They have the ability to make you lay down and take a nap and become suicidally depressed, I mean, or give up and be shot by the Allies or by the, by the American government. Yeah. I mean, this, this technology is here. And, you know, when you think, well, it sounds too far-fetched, I agree. It sounds nuts. And, and quite frankly, the fact that it's being deployed on human beings in the research and now the civilian sector is coming out and finding all of this stuff out also. But remember, we're 70, 80 years behind this. We're way behind the curve on all this. Remember, in the Old Testament, it says that the fallen angels came in and they bred. And they started this breeding project with humans. And that they started creating these Nephilim and giants and all these things that Steve Quayle talks about, Don Warren talks about in such you know detail, which they're a much better source for that information than I am. And what's interesting about that, it also says this that every thought of every man was evil all the time. And when God came in and he saw it, he realized how Lucifer had come in with his minions, and it talks about this in the book of Enoch, and basically destroyed the entire planet as far as the creation that God had put here. So God was grieved in his spirit, and he says, I cannot allow this. And so he basically flooded the planet and started over with Noah, who had clean DNA. But it says right there in that book that they were there before the flood and after the flood. And remember, the book of Enoch was also in the Bible as a text before the Romans and Constantine took it out, I think, in 323 A.D. So that explains a lot of this. They don't like us talking about this tonight because everything else that's going on with Debbie Wasserman Schultz and all the rest of this stuff, though it's important news, it's more obfuscation. They don't want you to know they've got psychotronic warfare that's available that can make you want to kill your whole family, that they can they will make you kill yourself. I mean, they've got some psychological stuff out there now. They can really mess with your head by beaming these things into your brain. And it's kind of scary when you stop to think about it. Now, another article by James, he said this. He goes, Voice of God alien ET technology was deployed in the Gulf War. Insiders have claimed for years that the back-engineered alien 1947 electronic warfare technology was deployed against Iraqi soldiers by the American military. There have been reliable reports that have been vetted from respected individuals that spoke this voice of God technology was deployed. This technology was able to remotely entrain a voice believed by the Iraqi soldier to be the voice of Allah that they plainly heard coming down from the heavens above. 
reports indicated this voice of Allah instructed these Iraqi soldiers to lay down their arms and accept their death. I mean, this kind of stuff that they have, they have the ability to do. And now we know that the money coming, go ahead, Doug. Ted, I want to ask you a question. We had Paul McGuire on recently, and we got a question for him. It was right in this, exactly what we're talking about. And I want to get your opinion on this. Somebody asked the question, how can this, just like a, you know, and we're right up against the break, maybe we'll do this on the other side. But they made the argument saying, if you're saved, how can you be demonically possessed? And if you are also saved, how can this, how will this affect you, or can it affect you, if you're if you're saved in Jesus? And I I have an opinion on that, and we will uh, get your opinion on the other side. And I'll find the email to read the question. But this is the same topic we were talking about, where this question arose, and we didn't get a chance to to get into it. But I think it's a it's a good point, and I think people need to really understand what's going on in the. Uh, things that can be done to them in this world. Folks, you're listening to Dr. Ted Brewer on this edition of the Hagman Report. Healthmasters.com is the website, and the promo code for uh, discounts on Ted's site is Doug5. We'll also get into that on the other side. Don't go anywhere on this Friday edition. Stay tuned. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. But what Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right? You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, 6 AA batteries off the grid. When other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire. So don't rely on gas or fuel stoves. Prepare your family. Prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better. Folks, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. Need I say more? You should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an M.O.K. 
For investors, timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified, accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com. PreciousTimberProfits.com. And welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman Report. Our guest, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Doug5 is a promo code. I'll tell you what, there's not a bad product at Health Masters. I mean, there's, it, it, I could shop at Health Masters all day long. As a matter of fact, um, you go on this website and just check out just the tremendous wealth of information. I was looking for something. Seriously, this is a true story. I was looking for something, uh, because of an ailment. And, uh, man, I was just surprised. Healthmasters.com, healthmasters.com, Doug5. That's the uh, coupon code. Before we get back to Ted, let me ask you a question. Uh, are you looking to send perhaps a, a business gift? Maybe you're a business professional and you want to send a gift to a client. The perfect uh, business gift is simple to give and a joy to receive. That's exactly what Omaha Steak, Omaha Steaks business gifts deliver. Now, there's a huge variety from premium steaks to skillet meals. There's a flexible gift plan, uh, numerous actually gift plans for big and small businesses, personalized one-on-one service. There's no shopping. They handle delivery, of course. Or, uh, the, the, I, I've, I got their business, uh, their business package and I'm going to tell you something. It is a fabulous deal. And it, it, I got it. It was packed in dry ice and the quality uh, was absolutely 100%. And my favorite, of course, the Omaha Steak Burgers, uh, just tremendous, especially on the grill, too. Right now, if you're listening to this broadcast, you can order the perfect business gift to try the Omaha Steaks gift experience for yourself or send it as a gift the perfect business gift includes... Now listen to everything you get. Four five ounce bacon wrapped tri tip steaks. Four five four ounce Omaha steak burgers. Four three ounce gourmet franks. Two four ounce boneless pork chops. Four three ounce kielbasa sausages. Plus you'll get, um, free shipping and also as a bonus for free four ounce caramel apple tartlets. Just for our listeners. This exclusive package is only $59.99. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type HH in the search bar and choose the perfect business gift. Again, visit omahasteaks.com and enter the code HH in the search bar to send or even experience for yourself this exclusive gift package for only $59.99. Dr. Ted Brewer is our guest. Healthmasters.com is the website. 
And just before the break, we were talking about the effects of from anything from you know Wi-Fi, the 5G networks, to and the cell towers to the sound weapons that are being used and uh, other sound weapons that that are the technologies there that we know that the the military has uh, that are are just so frightening to think about the applications that can be used against humans. And as Ted, you were talking about some extreme cases of you know making soldiers uh, give up on the battlefield and and just if you just can imagine uh where they can take that technology from here it is pretty crazy and i was uh posing a question from a listener to you that we had from last week um a lady asked how can if we if you're saved can these things affect you like a lot of people argue about if you're saved can you be demonically possessed that's along the same lines of of thinking from what i read from the email and me personally, I would say, even though you're saved, you, I mean, it's like a, a gun. You can still get shot even though you're saved. Uh, you know, being saved in Jesus is not going to save you from getting, if somebody puts a gun to your head and pulls the trigger and the bullet comes out, it might not save you from being, it's not going to save you from being shot. And I think the same would apply to these, these types of weapons. Uh, what do you think? You know, years ago, I called you, I called your dad up, I called you up, Doug, if you remember. And I've been praying that morning and got a whole download on the blood of Christ and how it basically saves us. I'm going to read you part of that again right now. Because here's the thing with all of this stuff, and I've talked about this so many times, about how you know, we're a resonance frequency. God's also a resonance frequency because we were made in his image. The Holy Spirit's a resonance frequency. It comes within us and infuses us with his frequency. And so I've talked about this in depth before many times on your show and on my show and now as we're seeing this onslaught of psychotronic weapons that we have that are aimed at us, uh, we have to realize that, you know, we need this protection more than any ever before. When uh, you watch the movie The Kingsman that came out a few years ago, relatively good, relatively good movie but had terrible language in it. And if you watch the movie, it actually has a scene in which they had implanted chips in the cell phones which they could generate a specific frequency through the cell phone and make the people who were carrying the cell phones go berserk and start killing each other. Did you guys ever see that movie? Yeah. Okay. And, and what was interesting about this is when they actually implemented the chip and tested the frequency, they did it in a Christian church. Now, this is more disinformation here. They did it in a Christian church, and pretty much everybody in the church was killed and killed each other. Now, there's a reason I personally believe the Sabbatean Kabbalists who run Hollywood put that particular thing in a church, because it didn't have to be in a church. It could have been in a football game. It could have been in a bar. It could have been anywhere. But they're trying to give us propaganda when they do stuff like that, that we can't be protected by the blood of the Lamb, and that we can't control ourselves, even if we're in a church, if we're given a certain frequency. Again, it's one of these things, if someone comes to my front door, and they bring me a basket full of water moccasins and rattlesnakes and pit vipers and copperheads, and they, it's got a glass top on it. They say, here, you need to sign for these snakes. They belong to you. My response is going to be, take your stupid snakes down the road. I'm done. The Bible tells us that the remnant's going to be saved. Now, that's what the Bible says. Which that's about 10%. Because the problem is a lot of people who claim to be Christians don't have any idea what Christianity is or what God expects of them or what Christianity has done for them. But I'm here to tell you, when you're saved by the blood of the Lamb, and you're truly saved and born again, and you know in your heart that you know that you know you know that when you die you're going to go to heaven, it completely changes everything. I'm going to read you this again from a couple of years ago, 
This is the original notes that I had written and rewritten after I received a big download from the Holy Spirit one day. Yeah, pay attention to this. This, this is really important, guys, because this answers Joe's question. Let's talk now about the blood of Jesus. Why was it necessary to shed blood? God and Jesus are basically the same as Adam was created in God's image, an exact copy or duplicate. That's why we need what we, we, we that's why the evil one was determined to contaminate Adam and did so until the flood of Noah and also afterward. Jesus was the second Adam. This is why his blood is so important because it's God's blood. Jesus' blood through the plasma physics carries the very frequency of the creator of the universe, God Almighty. This is cellular biology. Since God is omnipresent, he doesn't wear a wristwatch. No time exists for God. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. When his blood, the blood of Jesus, was spilled on the cross, his blood through its cellular communication, through light photons, through scalar waves, through the double helix Tesla step-up transformer coil, using today's vernacular, broadcast his perfect cellular DNA biology through time-space continually for all eternity to restore our DNA. This is why in the book of Hebrews it says that the spilling of Jesus' blood covers us for all eternity, forever. Remember, God is not... He's not. He's 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 in the Garden of Eden right now, and he's also on the cross, and he's also with the throne. He's omnipresent, so his blood continually is spilled for us. It says in the Book of Hebrews that his blood cries out much more than the blood of Abel when Cain when Cain killed Abel. His DNA transmitter from his spilled blood literally cries out through all dimensions of time space, rewriting our DNA to bring us back to God. When we accept Jesus Christ, our DNA is literally rewritten and restored by God Almighty. We literally become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Through Christ's sacrifice and the spilling of his blood is why our sins are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. This is why God, this is why uh, God no longer remembers our sins because we are forgiven by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. This is how much God loves us that when we accept Jesus Christ through faith, he literally re- rewrites our DNA. We are restored to him in the heavenly realm. The mark of the beast will not, will most likely rewrite human DNA to that of the fallen. That's why we cannot take the mark of the beast. Remember, this war in the heavenlies has been going on for millennium. When Jesus died on the cross, he said it is finished. This transhumanism wants us to be converted into, hum- into, into machines so they can avoid the, basically the judgment of God. These fallen demonic creatures are so angry that Jesus and God did this because they cannot turn off the DNA transmitter because they are not omnipresent. So they're doing everything in their power to corrupt DNA. This is why they're doing this with the chemtrails and all the, all this generated frequency they're doing. Now remember, guys, you have to understand two things you've got to get. The angels are jealous of us, these fallen angels, because God gave us a soul and created us in his image. So not only are they jealous of us, they want to be us. I mean, this, is a, this, has, been a, this has been going on for a long, long time. Through the chemtrails, through the Morgellons, through the fluoride, through the vaccines, through the cancer, through the Nagalis, through the drugs, through the GMOs, anything to do to destroy God's children. Now they are attacking the immune system in full force. But remember, if we are saved by the blood of the Lamb, our DNA it can be damaged, but it can be continually renewed. DNAs, God's DNA broadcast through all time space by the blood of the Lamb through Jesus Christ. These fallen ones, again, cannot stop the blood of Christ. That's why it says, if they had known what they were doing, they never would have crucified the Son of Glory. It says that in the Word. The DNA of Christ is basically continual DNA repair for all eternity. 
This is why these demonic entities are so angry. And this is why Lucifer runs around as a roaring lion seeking those whom he may devour because he may not devour us because we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. So to answer your question, Joe, they may try to do this to us, but our DNA, if we're truly born again, if we're truly saved by the blood of the Lamb, is being continually restored to its proper frequency. So we have our heart and our soul and the Holy Spirit within us, and they may not do this to us. I don't believe that Christians can be affected like this, otherwise a remnant could not be saved, because they're going to do this to the whole planet sooner or later, when every thought of every man was evil all the time. That's the goal, because that creates that generated frequency that these guys love, because it creates energy that they can feed upon. So yes, I believe as Christians, we're not going to be affected by this. Now, can we be affected by the chemtrails and the Morgellons and all of the food that we're putting into our bodies willingly? Yes, and our bodies can die from this stuff, but it cannot affect our spiritual eternity whatsoever. Right. That's why it's important. That's why it's important to eat organic. That's why it's important to avoid GMO foods. That's why it's important to take good, high quality supplements like we have at Health Masters, like you guys do. That's why it's important to continually do what you can do and all of your ability to do what you know to do is right as far as the right kind of diets, etc. Because if you're going out and eating things you know you shouldn't eat, doing things you shouldn't ought to do, you're kind of negating a lot of what I'm talking about now because you're being disobedient. The Bible says that God prefers obedience rather than sacrifice. He wants us to know that he's God, he's creator, and he wants us to walk in love and walk the way he taught us, and he wants us to walk as Jesus walked. And I personally believe that if we're doing the best we can and we're staying in prayer, we're staying prayed up, we've got the proper confessions, we're praying properly, that this stuff can't touch us. I don't believe it can I don't believe that anything can touch us because we're covered by the blood of the Lamb. Now, they can they can shoot you, like you said, Joe. They can sure put a bullet in you, and they can kill you, but they can't touch your soul. And we, the whole thing about it is I'm 62 years old. My, death, my best days physically are long gone. I, mean, I can't squat four and 500 pounds anymore, which I probably never should have done anyhow. I've got the back to prove I did that. And it's the whole thing is this. We have physical parameters that our bodies have to go through. Like, for instance, with Doug a few years ago when he was eating the wrong types of foods, his blood sugar went up. He started on a Health Masters blood sugar protocol, the Hagman blood sugar protocol, got his blood sugar back to normal, stopped eating certain types of food. Now his blood sugar is normal. Same thing with Dave Hodges. Same thing with a plethora of other people that have listened to this show. It's all about obedience rather than sacrifice because God wants us to be the best that we possibly can but he doesn't want us to go, you know, it's like this. If you read if you read the last two chapters of Isaiah, it talks about the eating of unclean meats. And it says that basically they say to God, I'm too good for you. And that basically, you know, I, I will do what I want to do. And I don't care what you say. Isaiah chapter 65 and 66. And then God says, these people are a stench in my nostrils. Now, because of the blood of the lamb, because of Christ, when we become saved, you know, we no longer have to be concerned about certain things from a dietary standpoint that are basically going to send us to hell because they're sin. But it doesn't mean that that dietary standpoint doesn't exist. God gave us a perfect diet to follow, and we need to do that. So, so Joe, to answer your question, if you're truly saved by the blood of the Lamb, if you're truly a Christian, I don't believe they could affect you. I believe they did that on that movie to try to affect as many people to believe they couldn't control what was happening to them. That basically was straight obfuscations by these Sabbatean Kabbalists that are doing all of this in that movie, The Kingsman, to try to prove to you they could control you, even if you were a Christian. Guys, they can't. They have no authority over you. They're under your feet. But you've got to understand that they're under your feet. So they try to put this stuff into your head with these psychotronic weapons. You go, I bind that in the name of Jesus. That didn't happen. Not here, not now, not ever. I'm not going to put up with it. 
That's how you do it. Get beside, get behind me, Satan. Because guys, if you allow yourself to be caught up into the fact that they can control you, guess what? You're going to allow them to control you, even if you're a Christian. You got to say, you guys say, no, you have no authority over me. How can you do this? Because remember, God's for all practical reasons. Let's say there's 13 known dimensions. God's at the top dimension. We're down here in the bottom three, the top distance of depth and width and height. When God comes in us through the Holy Spirit, His frequency. He connects us into that 13th dimension with him. These other entities are like in the dimensions 12 on and down, and they have authority over our dimensions until we're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. Then God shares with us, through the Holy Spirit, part of his omniscience, omnipresence, and, 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 and power, through us, through the Holy Spirit. It's a tiny little bout which allows us to put these entities back under our feet because they no longer have authority over us. That's why they hate Christians. That's why you can talk about Christians anytime you want. They're fair game on anything you want to do on the media. Because remember, the Sabbatean Kabbalists, these Luciferians, these communists that came over with these groups back in the 20s and the 30s and after they, they, they did what they did in the Russian war, they, they basically control Hollywood. And when they control Hollywood, they put this poison into your brain through theta and beta brainwaves with their flicker rates, with their TV sets, to try to program you. That's why it's so important as a Christian that you don't watch this stuff from Hollywood, that you basically say, I'm not going to sit around and watch TV for four or five hours a day. I'm not going to do that. I don't do it. I may watch TV for 20 or 30 minutes a night. In fact, I don't even know I have cable. It's kind of a waste of money for me I because it came for free with the Internet. So this is something that we can't allow ourselves to do. Now, this is a really good article by Preston James. And I like Preston James. I don't agree with everything he says, but I'm going to read you a couple parts of it. It says, it's an age-old intergenerational bloodline to globalize the world and bring it under the dark rule of basically the dark side. It was deployed in the beginning in 1913. I've got to go back one more notch. It was actually deployed in the United States in 1812 when they put the Bank of the Bank of Bank of the Bank of the United States in with with Biddle. They got rid of it. It was deployed by Andrew Jackson did, but it was re-deployed re- in 1913, and now it's been accentuated on multiple fronts. And the earnest and it's in its earnest right now. The driving forces behind this effort to transform America into a third-world globalist surrogate nation are the social engineering methodologies of the Sabbatean Kabbalists or the Druids. I added that. We now know for certain that there's a small core of these Druids who are satanic pedophiles, and they are empowered by the dark side that sets the top policies and then create and manage the deployment of these social engineering technologies. This Rothschild, Sabbatean Kabbalist, Druid mafia have it deployed have been deployed as Vatican agents to establish a globalist one-world financial government. The Rothschild Mafia has also been, or have also been the financial agents and bankers of the Vatican, which itself is run by old black Euro nobility, satanic pedophile bloodline occult families. The basic new world structure was set up with the Vatican as the spiritual head, the city of London as the financial head, and the Washington DC as the military enforcer. It was realized that the D.C. military arm has been used to destabilize the whole world. The American Republic would have to itself be destabilized and transformed into a third world nation, which is what they're doing. Their plan to do this to the American white male after it is, after he is sufficiently gelded or castrated and the American borders, language, and culture are sufficiently destroyed. This is the main driving force of the destruction of Russia by the Bolsheviks, who were created by the same Rothschild Mafia. Their destruction of Germany, during World War One and World War Two, and the wholesale rape and murder of German women at the end of the war in Russian invasion zones. It has been the long-term secret policy agenda at the very top of this bloodline to destroy and suck, to take all the assets out of America and its people must be hijacked, and then the American people must be destroyed 
and finally, American Republic must to be destroyed. Chosen methodologies to do this have been created and deployed as massive social engineering in America. This Rothschild mafia have imposed insidious, very destructive, socially engineering culture upon us. America is designed to destroy everything we love and transform our cities into drug and crime infested survival of the fittest. It is a multi-headed hydra, notice, and its corollaries are basically political correctness, diversity, affirmative action based on race rather than performance, general, neutral, dumbed down, teaching in the schools, unisex, lesbian, gay activism, feminism, Hollywoodism, which includes the Sabbatine Kabbalists, which include massive onslaught against America with unrestricted pornography, massive legal and illegal immigration, massive exportation of industry and jobs, the war on poverty designed to produce more poverty, the war on drugs designed to bring in more drugs, designed to bring in massive urban crime jungles and black ops of off-money books for covert ops, the war on terror, we talked about all this. Right now, Amazon is doing to urban retail what Walmart did to rural American retail. That is pretty much destroying it like Walmart did to thousands of mom-pop shops that existed for generations. These Rothschild, Sabbatian mafias are basically a satanic death cult that creates war, massive death, and mass suffering all over the planet for personal gain and increased cult power. We talked about that a few minutes ago. They did it with the pyramids and the human sacrifice. Now they're doing it this way. They have These groups have continued trafficking illegal drugs for black ops money and have morphed into various intel agencies such as MI5, 6, CIA, and the Mossad. The VTs and their whole worldwide satanic network are, of course, based on the same tenets that produced Bolshevism, which was deployed in Russia in 1917 and resulted in the murder of over 100 million innocent Russian Christians and Eastern Orthodox priests. A secret, very secret cultural war is now being waged specifically against the American white male and is designed to covertly geld him, kill him, and prevent any coordination of America as the Sabbateans destroy it. This strategy is to get rid of the American white male, also is now including getting rid of young black males after they've been used to serve as drug distributors for the CIA in American urban centers. This strategy to get rid of the American male is all made possible by using them as cannon fodder in perpetual illegal constitutional, unconstitutional foreign wars and the deployment of depleted uranium to weaken, disable, kill off, and ruin their family DNA, thus ending many of their family lines. Of course, the CIA's massive drug traffic into American cities has been used to produce high death rates inside the CIA-produced urban jungles of drugs, social disintegration, intergenerational welfare queens, and fatherless children with little or no parenting. Very high-tech chemical weapons are also being deployed to lower America's testosterone, sperm counts, and feminized males in America, as well as for altering sex roles and normally determined in the moon. During this new, during which the CIA back in the 70s introduced new gender-bending chemicals on pregnant mothers, which would attain the desired goal, and this test was successful beyond expectations, and the technology has been refined and deployed much more widely ever since, everything to destroy normal sex roles, the family, and to limit reproduction. The involvement deployment of endocrine disruptors in plastics and foods and chemtrails that are sprayed in the atmosphere by DOD contractors that are run out of Tucson, Arizona, been removed for years, and much of this technology was gained from off-world technology. This basic leadership is realized unless they, again, geld the American white male hormonally and culturally, they cannot destroy America, the republic. The cultural weapons against their families are, again, repackaged Bolshevism. And those who have done deep research on this know it's based on pure Satanism, pedophiles, child torture and sacrifice, war, mass murder, mass human suffering designed to appease their god Satan, who they believe will transfer increased personal power and riches to them. Guys, 
This is one of the best articles that I've read that he's written on this. I'm not going to continue reading it because it kind of goes on. But, guys, it's very important that you realize that this is being done to you. Systematically, it is being orchestrated upon you, the American population. And if you're a white guy watching this or if you're a young black guy, you know how many of the prisons are filled with young black men and how many of these young black men, like he said, are being used as CIA mules to do drugs in the inner cities and therefore being put into prisons. I mean, everything to destroy testosterone. Again, we're the country that stormed the beaches of Normandy that went directly into machine gun nests and didn't stop when our friends were being blown up on the left, on the right, and being dismembered all around us. Our guys kept going. They can't have that type of resolve in the United States. They can't have that type of testosterone in the United States. They can't overcome that. They can't conquer that. Because remember, our DNA in the United States was developed initially through the Protestant work ethic. When people left Great Britain, they left Germany, they left France, they left Italy, they left Ireland, they left England to come here for freedom. And these people left many times with nothing but their shirts on their back. I know my grandfather came over from Germany like in 1870, had nothing, had some relatives that were living in Chicago. And he came over here with the audacity to think that he could create a better life for himself. That's the DNA that we have in our country. That the people's had enough of what was going on in Europe and say, we're not going to go ahead and listen to this anymore. We're going to step out and we're going to do what we need to do to make our lives better for us, our families, and our children. And we came over here. That's the DNA this country's made out of. They can't have that because they can't conquer that. They can't come in and do that legally. They have to do it illegally through these covert operations with all these drugs they're putting into the food, with all these chemicals they're putting into the food, with all these plasticizers they're putting into the food to basically turn men in, into, into girls. Because remember, when your testosterone goes under 200, which they want everybody's testosterone now to be around 100, you can't put testosterone. Yeah, that's right. They want your cholesterol under 200. Because when your cholesterol drops under 200, the primary component of testosterone is cholesterol. And when they drop the cholesterol way, way down, you can't produce testosterone, which means you don't want to have sex anymore. Your brain goes to mush. You can't think clearly. I mean, and this is what they do. They geld you. They geld you chemically. We've got 40, 50, 60 million people taking cholesterol-lowering drugs, which cause heart disease, which cause diabetes, which cause cancer, and they don't do anything as far as decreasing the risks of heart disease. They don't do That's all a lie. All they do is geld you and bring your testosterone levels down and make you not think when you drop your cholesterol under 200. As cholesterol drops under 200, all disease rates go through the roof, particularly cancer and low testosterone. That's why we have so many guys now that are so impotent in the United States because their testosterone is so low because of the, the cholesterol medicine they're on. That's why we use that one product that we have. It's called HGH Stimulate. It's our number one bestseller because it's like a natural Viagra in guys. It works amazing for what it does. Take two scoops a day. It helps to increase lean muscle mass, helps to increase human growth hormone, helps to increase testosterone, helps to increase libido, helps to burn body fat. That's why it's the number one product that we have because as guys get older, their testosterone normally starts to decline, and that's what they want to have happen now when children reach puberty. That's why male sperm counts in some places now, Doug and Joe, even with young men, are down 90%. That's why we have so many feminized young men walking around who wear women's pants, who wear women's pants, and they like to go shopping, and they, they like to wear man buns and weird stuff. I mean, these guys aren't alpha males. They're what they are. They're, they're these feminist, these feminine little boys that basically don't know if they're a boy or a girl. Now they're taking five-year-old little boys in kindergarten. They did this last week. Took this five-year-old little boy. They brought him in as a little boy. They took him out. They dressed him as a little girl, put makeup on him, brought him back in, and said, now you're a little girl. 
There's no such thing as a boy or a girl anymore. You can be anything you want to be. It's gender-bending stuff. It's mind-control stuff. All these sicko wackos are doing this because these are the Sabbatean Kabbalists who want to turn everything upside down that God made good and turn everything back upside down that God made bad and want to make it good. That's the goal is to make everything evil like it was in the book of Genesis where every thought of every man was evil all the time. These same Sabbatean Kabbalists run Hollywood. They run the pornography industry. And you'll see these people like Madonna, they'll wear the red string around their wrist, and they'll say, we, 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 we practice Kabbalah, which is an ancient form of Judaism. And what that basically is is a form of angel worship, fallen angel worship. It's not true Judaism whatsoever. I mean, it's strange, weird stuff that they believe they can do what they're going to do and allow Satan to come in and empower them and give them stuff. This is what they do. And this is the group of people that runs Hollywood. This is the group of people that are the top actors in Hollywood. And they get involved with these weird sacrificial things that they do. I mean, look at Stanley Kubrick. He was a Hollywood insider. He did that movie, Eyes Wide Shut, which I'm not recommending you watch unless you watch it on TV because it's got some graphic stuff in it. And, and you have to watch it edited. But he talks about the satanic Hollywood network. I've got a friend of mine, Doug. He's an international known uh, radio personality. If I gave you his name... He's asked me not to when I talk about this, and I'll tell you off the air if you'd like. And he is known, he had a syndicated show in hundreds of markets for a long time, and he told me that he was once invited to a Babylonian party, in which when he went to the Babylonian party, it was like in a warehouse downtown in a, in a major city, and he said there was a stairwell coming out of the ceiling, and they had nuns, dressed as, women dressed as nuns with parts of their outfit cut out for sexual reasons, and guys dressed as priests walking down and engaging in all types of pornographic stuff right in front of everybody in this Babylonian ritual. And he immediately saw what was going on because he's a Christian and turned around and walked out and left. He said, I'm not involved with this. The following day, he's walking downtown. He's doing some shopping, and a guy walks up to him and says, what did you think about the party last night? We see you left early. He goes, well, man, that's just not my scene. He goes, if you talk about this, we will have you killed. We will not allow you to live and talk about what you saw last night. This is stuff that you don't talk about. You understand you were never there. You never saw this. And that's why he's asked me not to use his name. But he saw this, Doug. This is who runs Hollywood. This is who runs the New World Order. These are the druids. These are the satanic guys. These are the guys that like to have sex with little children and then kill them and drink their blood and all these sickos. And, I get, and it gets me so angry when I start talking about this stuff because this is real, Doug. You've worked with human child trafficking for years. I just this past weekend, I went to a convention in, uh, in right south, it's called Brazelton, right outside of Atlanta, between Atlanta and Gainesville, Georgia. And Dr. Mark Rutland with Global Servants had a three-day convention there for his supporters. And he asked me if I would come up there with Sharon, and I did. And we were able to sit there and listen to some really good speakers. In fact, Mike Huckleby was there. I sent you a picture of me and Mike Huckleby. I got to sit down and talk to Mike for a little while. And I've got his information, by the way, Doug, to get him on your show. So I'm going to do the best I can to make that happen. And what happened with this is I sat down with Mark, and Mark said during the presentation, that Bangkok, Thailand is so bad with child trafficking. He said the first time that he was there, the first time he was there on a missionary trip, that somebody knocked on his door like at 11 o'clock at night, and it was a one of the locals, and they had a little girl, like 9, 10 years of age, and they told him, we guarantee you she's a virgin. She's yours for the night for $400 in American cash. you got to pay us in cash. And Mark said to him, hey, I'm not involved with this stuff. I have no interest in this. I don't want to do it. I, in fact, you're a sicko. I'm calling the police on you. And the guy pushed Mark and said, you go ahead, you call the police. I'll have you arrested, have you put in jail, because I know the police. They work with us. This is what's going on in Bangkok. So he set up an orphanage in Bangkok 
through global servants to try to stop the onslaught of the human trafficking to try to get to these girls before they're sold into sex slaves. And he says now the tastes have changed and now they're going in as young as four and five years of age, Doug. And you know this is true. I don't like talking about this stuff because it's so sick. But these are the guys who run this, the Sabbatean cabals, turn everything upside down. So now they start raping little four and five-year-old little girls. The Catholic Church came out last week, and the Pope said that basically one of their top people said that the priests really shouldn't be held accountable when they sodomize a little five-year-old little boy because they're saying the five-year-old little boy gave them permission to sodomize him. Guys, this is some sick blank. I mean, this is some sick crap, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is sick. And these guys basically are involved with running world politics. These are our congressmen. These are the, a lot of the priests, these pedophile priests in the Catholic Church, and all these sicko, wacko nutbags. That's who these guys are. And these are the guys that have compromised Congress, compromised our country, compromised our morals, compromised our values, put pornography for everybody to have on the internet to stream through the houses free. Uh, all of this stuff. These are the guys that have done this because they want to destroy the very fabric, the very soul of the United States. They want to take the United States by its collective throat and strangle it out of existence. That's why they're turning blacks against whites, whites against blacks. And guys, I got a newsflash for you. I'm proud I'm white. If I was black, I'd be proud I was black. If I was Hispanic, I'd be proud I was Hispanic. But we have to take our cultural differences that took us as a country and made us who we are, and we have to unite those cultural differences together to realize that this is the greatest nation that God's ever put here. These Sabbatean Kabbalists have made it their personal mission to destroy us and to get rid of white people who settled the United States through the Protestant work ethic, I may add, which I was taught back in the MBA program at Florida State and Graduate School back in 1980, which they have now since deleted and no longer talk about the Protestant work ethic because the Protestants are the ones who came over here primarily out of Germany and England and Scotland and a lot of the different places that you know that weren't Catholics and they came over into the United States and they settled the country especially after the Civil War when such a huge percentage of the population was destroyed that's when my grandfather came over guys we've got to restore that portion of the United States back where we know as Christians that we're right that we know as Christians it's the right thing to do and I'm here to tell you if you've got a congressman in your district right now who voted to keep Obamacare in place, he needs to go. That low-life John McCain, who spends two weeks out of the year with his wife and his family, I mean, this guy is unbelievable. He, he's a serial philanderer. I mean, he makes Donald Trump and Bill Clinton look like a choir boys. This guy's bad, bad news if you just look at his military record of who he is. He needs to come out of office. But, of course, I got a feeling the brain cancer is going to take him out. He's never going to be in, he won't be in office much longer. But all of the guys who were in Congress or in the Senate who voted against the repeal of Obamacare, they need to be replaced immediately in the 2018 elections. We've got to get rid of this Obamacare because, remember, 60% of the premiums that are being paid now with Obamacare. We talked about this last time, and the payouts medically are 60% of the retail sales now in the United States. It is crippling the retail economy. Obamacare was set up in, to destroy the United States through Cloward and Pivot, through internal welfare and socialized welfare programs. All of this is being done, guys, because they've, they've gelded the white guys. they made us shut up. Oh, my God, he's a racist. He's a racist because he says he doesn't like it. It, it, it was such a joke with, Bill, with, with Obama Doug and Joe, anytime you said anything about Obama and any of his principles, you were a racist. And I'm like, I'm, I'm over this racist stuff. Who cares? I don't want to deal with this stuff anymore. I've, call, I've called him the gay Kenyon on your show, and now Alex Jones released a video this week that basically shows Michelle Obama looks like she is a tranny, like Joan Rivers said she was, which we figured that out a long time ago. But I don't care about that anymore. All I wanted was him out of the White House. 
To me, it's just more obfuscation having to deal with that nonsense. I don't want to talk about Obama or Michelle or any of these nutbags or Hillary or anybody because we're past all that. We've got to look forward. We have to set the vision before our eyes. We have to realize that our footsteps are ordered by the Lord, and we need to continue to do his work while we're here because, guys, I'm here to tell you, time is short. These guys are running scared, and they want to do something to us as quickly as they possibly can. But I can guarantee you right now, there may be a false flag nuclear attack that you don't even know if it's a nuclear attack or not. They can use a fuel air bomb to simulate that. Say it's a nuclear attack. We put some radioactive stuff out there to make you have click with a Geiger counter if they even do that. But they're not going to nuke this planet. They're not going to intentionally turn off their control grids again like God did with the flood. It's not going to happen. They've worked too many thousands of years to put it back together again. And these guys are the same guys, the same entities that were here before the flood and again after the flood. And as long as you keep your mind and your heart on Christ Jesus and you realize who's doing all of this stuff, this whole weird stuff makes sense. If you don't do that, Doug and Joe, none of it makes any sense. No, Ted, and you said a lot there from the the worldwide hatred for Christians and the attack right. on Christianity. Uh, you know, you're right on the money there. That This is part of the attack on on what you'd say is the, the attack on the white men is this attack on Christianity, the attack on on the, the foundations and morals that have gotten this this uh, this country to where it is today. And we see that it's not just, uh, you know, to the United States. We see Christianity under attack in the Middle East where they're wiping out. ISIS has been wiping out 80% of the Christian religions in Iraq, uh, in Iraq and Syria. I think it's down 80% the number of Christians in those Middle Eastern countries, which they had been Christian for thousands of years. And right. they are attacking this, just like they're attacking the history with the, you know, Confederate statues and whatnot. And we don't have to get into the, you know, what the Civil War was about, uh, states' rights versus slavery or whatever. But they are, they're doing the same thing. It's the same <clears throat> attack with the same goals in mind, trying to rewrite history, trying to uh, genocide the, the Christian person. And they're doing this through a number of ways, as you pointed out, to, uh, you know, what you talked about with these Babylonian rituals, the Druids being the, the people who are in Hollywood and, and in the uh, top areas of, of money, banking, and, and society. And this is by design. And I was thinking today, you know, uh, we hear the story of Jesus throwing over the money table, the money changers' tables outside of the temple. And that wasn't just, uh, that was not just a sign for those people, those money changers who were living then. I believe that was a sign for the money changers throughout history. I would be, I would bet to say that those same money changers who were changing money back then outside of the temple are the same lineages and bloodlines who are, you know, the heads of the Federal Reserve and, and these, uh, you know, money barons in Europe today. And it was symbolic. It wasn't just a, it wasn't just for that generation. It was for all generations from there on to see. And there's so much going on in this country that is a spiritual attack and will never be identified as such because it's the mainstream news. It's, you know, politics. It's, it's disguised as everything else and uh, intentionally. And it distracts the Christians from actually, um, looking at it as such. But we need to understand that everything that we see going on in this world, at its root is good versus evil and it is a spiritual battle and they are attacking and we see it with uh you know gay marriage you know attacking the foundations of of man and and their his union with woman uh the trans transgender thing attacking god's creation of man and woman and it goes on you can take everything that god established uh to you know for for his people to be fruitful and multiply and live a, a good normal christian life all of that is under attack right now and it's it's a spiritual attack at its root and that's where we need well, to start looking. Well, when I brought on Dr. Pastor Terrell, and he said that he had studied this in detail with the money changers. And he said, Joe, that you're absolutely right. 
it was the same Druidic people that were involved with the money changers that Jesus drove out of the temple with a whip. It was also the same Druidic people, these Satanists, who were masquerading as the Jewish leaders at that time. The synagogue of Satan, it calls them in the, gener- in the, in the book of, of uh, Revelation, who he called out in the book of John, who were basically trying to have him crucified. And he looked at them and he said, and they said that they were, he basically, he, he knew Abraham. They said, you don't know Abraham because, you know, you're not that old. And they said, I tell you what, I do know Abraham. And they said, well, you can't know Abraham. We're Abraham's children. He goes, you're not Abraham's children. You're the children of the devil. You're Lucifer's spawn. And see, this is the, but he's talking now to the benign de Devilim, sons of the fallen. You nailed it directly there, Joe, with that. He said, you are the children of the devil. And then it goes on to say, in the book of Revelation, they claim to be Jews, but they are not. They're the synagogue of Satan. And that's why I always tell people, in fact, I got into a kind of a heated exchange when I was doing the power hour with Tex Mars, because he started slamming the Jews on the show. And I said, wait a minute, stop, Tex. I said, it's not all the Jews. I said, the most Jews are just interested in raising a family and going to the synagogue or not going to the synagogue. They're not even, many times they're not even Jewish by religion, they're by Jewish by, by birth. And I said, they don't really care. They're, they're not involved in all of this stuff. I said, George Bush isn't a Jew. Hillary Clinton isn't a Jew. Barack Obama's not a Jew. I said, it's not that. I said, it's the synagogue of Satan. It's the Luciferians. It's the Druids. It's this teaching from the Sabbatean Kabbalists that have come together that have basically pointed to these groups of people, like skull and bones. They're not Jewish folks. I mean, it's all of this stuff you've got to understand. It's the Satanists that are doing this. And so once you understand that it's the Druids, which is basically going all the way back to Genesis chapter 6, and they're the ones that are involved in all of this stuff, that the Rothschilds aren't. They're, they're, they're the synagogue of Satan. That's who they are. They're the Sabbatean Kabbalists. They have left. The See, what we have a what we have a tendency to think is just because because this is what's so confusing with people. See, a Jew can be a Jew in faith and also a Jew by birth, or they can convert to Judaism. And it's like a religion that basically can, can go both directions. And what's interesting about this, a lot of people who are Jew by faith are basically practicing the Old Testament practicing the Torah, but many of them don't do that. They do the Kabbalah or they do the Babylonian Talmud. And so there's a big divergence there. So we have to understand we can't clump everybody into this faith group. It's like there are a lot of cults in Christianity. They knock on your door sometimes and want to try to convert you. And you know we've learned just to run these people off. And the reason for that is because we don't want to have our Christianity tainted by their beliefs or we don't want to be involved with these people. The same thing is true with true Judaism. I mean, right now you've got these Sabbatean Kabbalists that are running Israel. That's who runs it through the Rothschild banking cartels. We've talked about this with the Balfour Declaration. We've done an entire show on this. And so that's why Tel Aviv now has become the number one homosexual destination in the world. And you think, really? Yeah, well, yeah, it is. You look it up. And what's funny about this is that's directly opposed to the Word of God and to the Torah and to the Pentateuch in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. It says that's not to be happening. But they don't care because it's not that group of people that are running things. It's the Sabbatean Kabbalists, the Rothschild. And everybody knows that, that, that Israel's pretty much a, a vassal state of the Rothschilds because of the Balfour Declaration. We all know that. But the problem is, as Christians, because of the Schofield Bible, we've been taught to overlook all of this stuff and not say anything. And so Israel gets a pass on everything they do. We, we've got to stop doing that. Nobody gets a pass. It's by the, it's, everything has to be based on the Word of God. The Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If homosexuality was wrong when the book of Deuteronomy was written and Exodus was written and all the other books were written, it's still wrong today. And so we have to understand that the groups of people that are in power sometimes who claim to be one thing are not those things. And that's why the Bible talks very clearly in, in Revelation about the synagogue of Satan, those who claim to be Jews but who are not. And that's the problem that we run into. We don't want to start 
criticizing the entire Jewish race because it's simply not true. They're not, they're all not Sabbatean Kabbalists. They're all not doing weird stuff. So we have to understand we can't do that and allow ourselves to become a racist like that and completely want to, you know, be completely diametrically opposed to everything they do because they're not all like that. Same thing with Christians. There are a lot of Christians out there who claim to be Christians, but they're not. They're basically masquerading because they're doing it for business reasons or whatever. And then you got a lot of Masonic people also who are lower level Masons. They're not satanic folks. They just got into the Masonic lodges because they're doing it for business contacts to try to help themselves to be blessed in the area where they live. It's now when you get to the higher levels where you see Albert Pike was talking to those in Morals and Dogma about harnessing the seething energies of Lucifer and they know what they're involved in. Yeah, those guys are Luciferians. They're bad news. But that doesn't mean they're Jewish or Christian or anything else. It means they're Luciferians and that's who they're involved with. So guys, we always have to keep the semantics straight. That's why I don't like name calling and doing it. So that's why very rarely, I just call them Sabbatean Kabbalists or I call them Druids, which is what they are. And that's, that kind of sums it all up because these are the Luciferians, the ones that basically rule this world. Because remember, when Satan took Jesus up to the temple and said, if you'll do nothing but bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these lands. And they were, they were his to give. Because Adam and Eve basically short-circuited the program when they basically gave everything over to Lucifer in the beginning. So it's a mess. And so we're in the middle of this mess, but that doesn't mean as Christians we can't be victors because we're victorious in Christ because we can do all things to Christ who strengthens us. Because remember, guys, we create physical reality by the words that we pray, by the, by the thoughts that we think, by the deeds that we do. We have to understand what faith is. It's the things that are not seen that are hoped for. And we are, it's the evidence of things not seen. And that's what faith is, because God, again, gave us that ability, because we're created in his image, to literally control the fabric of time space in our own life. That's why Jesus said, ask whatever you would, it'll be given unto you. But guys, you don't want to ask for the wrong motives or the wrong reasons. You want to do things that are going to bless God and bless your fellow man and basically bring honor and glory to God. That's the whole key. That's why I get so frustrated with these name it, claim it, grab it, blab it, grab it, you know, preachers that are only preaching the good things as far as God is concerned, but they're not preaching repentance. They're not preaching holiness. They're not preaching that we need to, there are certain things that we as Christians need to do our best to do in order to obtain this type of relationship with God. Because you guys remember, if you're praying with God every day, and he knows you and he knows your voice and you have an emergency and you call home to God and you pray, he hears you. But you know, if all you're doing is basically ignoring God the whole time and you have no relationship, it's like a college kid who goes off to college, gets his own job, gets his own career, never calls mom and dad anymore. The relationship kind of wanes. And see, this is what we have to understand. We have to be active in our relationship with our prayer life, with our Bible study time, with our all of this stuff. We've got to realize that the most important thing is to bring honor and glory to God, accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. If we allow ourselves to do those things, then it allows us to represent God properly as Christians, where in most cases we simply don't do that as Christians because we get caught up in the worries and the cares of this world, which is what the Bible says in the parable of the sower and the seed, and we get caught up in all of the things. Because, I mean, this is another thing they did. When they took women out of the house back in the 40s during the war effort, and then they basically messed up the dollar value in the 50s and both men and women had to go to work leaving the children at home by themselves or be raised by daycare again it destroyed that nuclear family all of this was done on purpose because they couldn't allow those guys who were raised who fought on the beaches of Normandy to be here today because they knew what they were going to be doing right now 
with what they're doing, with their, all these different weapons they're using on us and everything else, and all the gelding they've done to the American male, and they don't want us to have that testosterone level. They don't want us to be alpha males. They want us to be wimps. That's what they want. So what do you think, Joe? Well, Ted, that's, um, that's right on the money, and, and you talk about the satanic conspiracy that in, in this time and the world that we live in, it has always been there. But what we're seeing today is as the as God has been removed from schools and the public and has been demonized by the God haters to the mm-hmm. to the point where you know Christians won't even um, are not even allowed basically to talk about God in public anymore. We see that the you know the one godless generation after the other becoming more increasing more in their numbers, and we see that the Lord is turning them over to what they want to be a godless society and that will turn into a lawless society and that their satanic conspiracy will still continue in that godless society as the believers uh, number fewer and fewer and fewer until we have the tribulation and persecution uh, time that we get into where it will explode again like it did in Rome when it first uh, broke out and this is part of the cycle we live in and we just have to continue to pray we have to continue to um Occupy till the Lord comes, and we have to to be strong in our faith because it's going to take a strong Christian to be able to get through this mentally and physically for what we're up against. That's right. I agree. Well, no, it, no, it is. You're exactly right, Joe and Doug. And, and the thing about this, guys, I mean, you know, we have to ask ourselves a question: Why do we think we can do whatever we want to do and it's okay with God? Why do we think we can say whatever we want to say and it's okay with God? I mean, you know, like let me give you an example. On Wednesday, I drove home from North Carolina. We were up for the eclipse. And I've got an RV, and I was pulling a tandem trailer behind it with a pickup truck on. I have my Duramax on there, my 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 Silverado, and I'm driving like 70 miles an hour on the interstate. And I was on the Macon Bypass at about 10:30 at night, you know, going down to Perry to spend the night, which is like another 30 minutes. And I had both my right tires blow out of my trailer at 70 miles an hour with a 9,000-pound pickup on it. And you know, and we ended up getting over on the side of the road. Pickup stayed right where it was supposed to be. It was all strapped down. AAA came in and changed the tire. We took the trailer. We only had one spare to the uh, to the Perry where we were stopping. The next morning we were staying at a Walmart parking lot. The next morning I wake up and there's a tractor supply right there next to the Walmart, which had my tires that I needed to replace on the trailer. And Walmart said they would put the tires on for free. I mean, wow, what a story, right? I mean, nobody was hurt. Truck was fine. Nothing got damaged except for a couple tires. And so wow. I went over to Tractor Supply. I went over to Tractor Supply, and Tractor Supply, they said to me, they said, as I, I told them what happened, and they said, well, we sure hope you have a better day than you've had so far. And I looked at them, and I stopped. I was walking out the door when they said it. There were two really nice ladies there. And I was walking out the door, and I stopped, and I thought, no, no. And I turned around, and I looked at them, and I smiled, and I said, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. I said, do you realize how blessed I am? I said, that pickup truck could have come off that trailer. And I said, it could have been topping-turving down the highway at 70 miles an hour, and somebody could have been killed. I said, or, it could have been, or the truck could have been damaged and thrown out into the bushes. I said, I ended up stopping here, and you guys are here, with tires for me already mounted on the rims, and Walmart's doing this for free. I said, my footsteps are ordered by the Lord. This is the day the Lord hath made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. And they looked at me, and they thought, wow. And they said this. They said, Man, you got a great attitude. I said, guys, my attitude is the only thing that I can control. Because things happen to everybody. 
But guys, when we pray a protective hedge of thorns around us, when we cover ourselves in the blood of Christ when we pray, when we station angels around us every single day, we've got to realize that God is there to protect us, and he's sovereign. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. And the whole thing about it is when it doesn't quite go your way and you want to get all yakety-yakety about it, don't do that. Just say, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Because, guys, listen to me. How do I know that something wouldn't have happened to me down the road had those tires not blown out? How do I know that some semi-truck may not have run over me and knocked me off the road? How do I know something else would have happened? I don't know that. So I've got to believe when it comes to stuff like that, that God knows my best interest and knows the best timing for everything. And again, my footsteps are ordered by the Lord. And that's why we've got to realize that we're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, that when we pray and we have that relationship with God, Joe and Doug, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because God's going to be there for us and he's going to fill in the gap. Does that mean we have to be perfect? Absolutely not. That's what grace is all about. My grace is sufficient for thee is what he said. And what we have to understand is, guys, we need to do everything we possibly can to bring honor and glory to God. We need to pray like it's all up to God, but then we need to work like it's all up to us. Like these guys in Texas right now, we, we prayed for them on the show today with this hurricane. They were getting in fist fights yesterday over bottled water. Fist fights. I mean, banging each other over bottled water in the grocery stores trying to get supplies. That's not okay. We've got to have supplies on a regular basis. I mean, that's why we sell storable food at Health Masters, because we realize that if there is an emergency, that the time to get your supplies or to try to put on solar panels or to get a generator is not six hours before the storm gets there. It's now six months or a year before the storm gets there. The Bible even says that the ant stores up provisions for the winter. And so we have to be basically... We have to think through what we're involved in and what we're going to be involved in before those things happen to us, guys, so that we'll be prepared. That's why I, always, I wrote an article on our website. It's called, it's basically, it's, should Christians or Americans store food? And I put it, I wrote in that article, I said, we need to have a preparedness mindset. I live in Florida. You guys were talking about this before the show started, about that you'd never been through a hurricane. I've been through like six hurricanes. I've been through a bunch of hurricanes. I mean, we've had trees uprooted. I mean, we've had all kinds of hurricanes. I mean, we've had things pushed over, blown over. I mean, but I've always been prepared since I was an adult with backup generators, with food and with water. Because we've learned a long, long time ago, if you're going to live in the Sunshine State down here, and we got and back in 2004, we got hit with three hurricanes in six weeks right over my county. And guys, it didn't affect us. All the neighbors were moving out and going to the hotels. They had no power, no water. We were fine because I was prepared. Guys, that's what God expects of all of us. Do the best we can, pray like it's all up to God, and work like it's all up to us. That's why I've got an old German plaque that my grandmother made for us. It says, Zwei Leben stutzen brechen nie, gebet und Arbeit heißen sie. And what that means is there's two fundamental principles in life that can never be broken. Those are prayer and work. And those are the pillars of life and the pillar of what God wants us to do while we're on this planet. Amen to that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think the preparations, just going back to what you said, folks, prepare, you know, and, and make sure... Prepare to the best of your financial ability, um, and do so with reason and, and measured, uh, I mean, with, we, but make your plans and work your plans now, as opposed to, you know, as you said, six, six hours or six days or whatever. Before six minutes. Yeah. Six, yeah. So it, we need to, we need to, uh, take responsibility for ourselves. And that's, that's what a lot of this, this acrimony is about, I think, uh, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because when you were when you were talking, I, I just happened to have a flash of the election and and you know this uh, this derangement syndrome being suffered by many of the progressive left or the communist left. Uh, I, I really, you know, it, it, it's nuts, and I think it's it's really a mental disorder based on the fact that 
um, they cannot accept r- r- the reality. Um, but, but anyway, it just it just kind of made me think of that and the reactions of the uh, of, of the progressive communists. But, but yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and you said it right. We're 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 about uh, two minutes away from a break. Um, Doug Five HealthMasters.com. Doug Five. And, and any any limitations on that, Ted? Or uh, uh, we don't. But it's not available for kits. Like if we have a three pack special, those types of things. Right. Uh, we can't use it for that because the margins are so slim on those anyhow. But we, yes, it's, it's pretty much for everything. And oh, by the way, I made some commitments to call you guys up the last time I was on. I've been out of town. I've gotten back in town now. We'll be making those phone calls starting this beginning of this week and trying to get things scheduled for you guys. If you want to talk to me and say hi, chit chat a little bit. So we're going to be doing that next week for all of those who took advantage of the offer that we made the last time I was on with you guys. So no, I haven't forgotten about you. Hmm. And yes, I'm planning on doing that, but it'll be coming this coming week. Uh, we wanted to go up and see the uh, eclipse because we've never seen a full solar eclipse like that. How was so that we up, from, from that vantage but, position? Well, I was, we were there and we basically, uh, we were on a piece of property up in North Carolina that was right in the middle of the solar eclipse. I mean, right in the middle. So we had a full 100% blackout. And it got pretty dark. But then when the sun finally clicked and went away, you could actually look at the sun, you know, behind the, the moon, and it, it didn't hurt your eyes. And you could basically do it safely for a few seconds. And what was interesting is it turned to real late dusk, like about 9 o'clock at night. It got really dark. There were no shadows. In fact, it was so dark there were no shadows from any of the trees anywhere. And so it was pretty amazing for a couple of minutes. And then all of a sudden the sliver came back out, and that was the end of it. You were back to using the uh, glasses that you had purchased for the for the viewing. Well, and Ted, so it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. In 2024, the next eclipse that is going to come over the continental United States, Erie is actually going to be right in that uh, totality zone. So you can come up here next time uh, in 2024, yeah. and you'll get the same view you did in North Carolina. <laughs> We'll All put right. you up. All right. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman Report. Your guest is Dr. Ted Brower. His website, healthmasters.com. The coupon code is Doug5. Take advantage. Get your multiple vitamins at the very least from Health Masters. This is what we take. This stuff is, uh, 100%, uh, more effective than anything else on the market, bar none. I'm going to be right back with Dr. Ted Brower. Stay right where you're at. Network break. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest yielding cash crops available today. 
Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. At HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Second of all, we were talking about being, me being on Infowars and uh, uh, just the lovely uh, correspondence I've been getting from uh, all of the uh, mentally deranged lunatic left uh, right wing watch uh, subscribers and uh, you know the yeah. uh, 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 Soros worshippers and Hillary Clinton worshippers. You know, I know, so. I know, we talk about this a lot, but for a group that's fighting against Nazis to have the head financial. <laughs> guy is an actual Nazi. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Go figure. And I, just one one thing real quick on on the hurricane. Um there was a ma- there's a mayor in Texas who's giving a pretty bleak outlook to those who did not evacuate. Mayor tells those not evacuating for hurricane to put their names and social security numbers on their arms with a Sharpie. There you go. And that's I gotta tell you, Ted. When I was in the EMS, uh, you know, number a lifetime ago, basically back in the seventies, um, you know, I, I watched. Uh, there are some things I've seen, but but you know, yeah, do people a favor, put a tarp down first, and uh, or or you know, if you're going to jump off a building, uh, you know, just write your name and social security number on on your arm with a sharpie, or put your wall up in a ziploc bag before you do. Man, you know, I mean, it's uh, and I, I I make light of that, but you know, yeah. Anyway, but that's that is a bleak outlook uh, by that mayor. So, well, right. it's pretty negative. Yeah. But I want to read you one more quote real quick. This I was looking for it earlier and I found it. And it, you guys have probably already read it on your show this week, but it's a George Orwell quote. And it says, 
from 1984. It says, every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day, minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. Sounds like today. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. I want to go ahead and do an hour on health now, if you guys don't yes. mind. Let's rock on of, this, yeah. Well, one thing I want to say real quick. This, this is an interesting article. Munchen <laughs> has visited Fort Knox, and he says the gold is safe. Now, this is a Goldman Sachs insider, Sabatay and Cabalas, I'm assuming. And he basically says the gold, he says the glad the gold is safe, he wrote on a post on Twitter. And then it goes on to say, listen to this. <laughs> Munchen, whose action film credits include Mad Max, Fury Road, the Lego Batman movie, and Suicide Squad, according to Bull Bloomberg, said that he would only be a th- he would only be the third Secretary of Treasury to go inside the vault of Fort Knox since it was rec- created in 1936 by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And he goes, he says, quote, "We have approximately 200 billion dollars of gold in Fort Knox, which, by the way, is not there, and by the way, is not very much in gold," says Munchen. The last time anybody went in to see the gold, other than the Fort Knox people, was in 1974 when there was a congressional visit. And the last time it was counted was actually 1953. So then it goes on to say why, which is why the American public is so lucky they can take the word of a former Goldman Sachs partner without any trace of doubt. And he's saying that it's, it's all, all there. there. It's all there. The last, the last one was counted it was 1953. But it's all there. It's all there. Are you kidding me? I looked when at Nixon, it. when we were on the gold standard and they were basically cashing in dollars for gold, we about emptied out Fort Knox, you know, and that's why they had to come off the gold standard. So that gold is not there, by the way. Now I want to start on this rewriting the story of brain health, guys. When I was in college and graduate school, I took a class in neurophysiology. It was a medical school class, and it basically said that once you reached the age of adulthood, that there was no such thing as central nervous system regeneration. And so, in other words, when you lost brain cells that you basically were drinking yourself to death every weekend in college, I didn't do that, but a lot of my friends did, that basically they could not be regenerated, which is why they say the central nervous system and the spinal cord can't be regenerated. But now we're finding that it's not true. And and current research has shown that it's a commonly held misconception that the brain is beyond repair. Even the medical establishment has asserted that once we kill brain cells, they are gone forever. The fact is the brain can repair itself, and science is now proving there's a real benefit to simple practices that can help keep our brains sharp and elastic through our lifetime. The field of cognitive neuroscience is relatively new, only around for about 100 years, so it's no surprise that we are constantly arriving at newer and better understandings of how the neurology circuitry of the brain supports overall brain functioning. The growth of new neurons in adult mammalian brain was first seen in 1992, when scientists isolated neural stem cells from mice in a petri dish, and this regeneration has was then replicated thousands of times in a variety of published studies over the next 25 years. It is now accepted in the medical scientific community that the adult brain is capable of growing new neurons and glia cells, something previously disbelieved by the medical establishment. In fact, the term is called neuroplasticity and refers to the ability of the brain to rewire itself through the practice of a desired, the, the, the practice of a desired skill. It is a combination of new cells and new learning that creates the magic when fresh nerve cells are well stimulated through specific learning exercises. And it's saying what you can do is get lots of physical exercise, lower your stress. I'm saying use B vitamins, activated B vitamins. We have them available at the Health Masters website. 
and also turmeric, which we have, and that also works great for reversing the symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. It's an example of a remyelinating compound, which denotes a substance with nerve proven nerve regeneration effects. Now, I'm going to stop here for just a second. Eggs have gotten a really bad rap. When you eat organic, non-GMO, non-soy fed eggs that are loaded with omega-3 fats, it will help to regenerate myelin fibers on the brain cells and the nerve cells in the brain of people that have been affected with senile dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Eggs are one of the most important things that you can eat to restore proper cognitive development in people who have been suffering with senile dementia. I've seen this repeatedly, and I've seen multiple studies on this. I personally try to eat three to four eggs every day. Sometimes I eat up to six eggs every single day because I make sure the eggs are organic and from non-soy feed, non-GMO feed. Very important you do it not because the organic ones are only like a dollar more a dozen. Might as well get the good ones instead of getting the junky ones from hens that are stuck in a hot hen house laying eggs their whole life and then sometimes they're propped up when they're dead and they don't even know they're dead yet. Guys, this is so important that you eat eggs on a regular basis and you keep your cholesterol levels up. We talked about that in the first hour. I like to keep my cholesterol between 200 and 250. Anytime it's above that, I don't really care. I just change my diet a little bit, bring it back down. Years ago, I had a life insurance test done about 20 years ago and my cholesterol got a little bit low. I thought it was about 208. And I got tested, and I didn't realize that when you get tested for, like, health insurance or life insurance, the information goes in what's called a medical information bureau. I call it also the men in black, MIB, and that stays with you the rest of your life. And they denied me life insurance, Doug, even term insurance, because my cholesterol was at 207. So I thought, this is ridiculous. So I changed my diet a little bit, dropped my cholesterol down about 190, and got my life insurance, which I no longer have. That was years and years ago. But what happened is I didn't realize that this MIB that you get yourself put into never leaves you and they develop a database on you as far as your health which goes into actuarial tables so now I try to keep my cholesterol between 2 and 250 because I want to keep my testosterone up because again remember cholesterol is one of the primary components of testosterone and one of the reasons that so many guys are suffering with ED erectile dysfunction is because their testosterone is so low because their cholesterol is so low and their brains have turned to mush and also it will help to remyelinate those fibers when you use the eggs. I thought I'd mention that, but also turmeric is another exciting one that you can use with that along with activated B vitamins. And then it also goes on in the study to say that you need to be eating a variety of different types of vegetables with different nutrients and nutrigenic substances. And they also said you need to employ continuous learning. So I know that you guys who are listening to the Hagman Show or listening to the Ted and Austin Brower Show every day at 3 or 4 on Global Star or immediately after this show have applied continuous learning. Now today on the show, about halfway through the show, I get on a pretty good rant, so if you want to stay and listen to the show on Global Star tonight after the show is over with Doug and Joe and me tonight, you'll hear my show over again tonight, and I actually go into a pretty hardcore rant as far as what the globalists have done to us, who they are, and what they've done to the United States. Here's another article. Bombshell Review finds an FDA is using shoddy junk science to fast-track drug approvals. Guys, they're using biased, double-blind medical studies Basically, they're using placebos that are contaminated to get drugs approved. In other words, what they'll do, let me explain to you how this works. If you have a double-blind clinical research study determining if a drug is going to kill you or poison you, they give you a sugar pill placebo, like so it wouldn't have any effect on the body, or they give you the real drug to see what it's going to do to you so they can get a proper statistical research 
paper to show if you have something beyond the norm. So they used the control study with the placebo pill to make sure that you are not being given anything that could affect the study. What they're doing now is they're putting placebo pills and they're contaminating the placebo pills with mercury and other heavy metals and other chemical toxins so that the product itself will not show a standard deviation from the norm, from the placebo. In other words, both pills are causing you to have problems with side effects. Therefore, when they do the statistical analysis to get it approved by the Food and Drug Administration, there's no standard deviation difference. So they say there is no problem with the drugs. They both cause the same conditions. Therefore, the drug had nothing to do with it. To make it simple, these are bogus studies. And now there have been, now it's been proven the FDA is using these and accepting these from these manufacturers. Uh, Britain's laziness epidemic, and I can say the United States epidemic now, in that half of the adults don't even go for a brisk walk once a month with most 40s over risks. The, this is something that's crazy and it's affecting the United States and Great Britain. We've turned into a bunch of couch potatoes. We're not going out and playing sports anymore. We're not going out and, and walking. We're not going out and exercising on, in a general basis. Guys, it's so important to realize that if you don't use your skeletal muscle, your lean muscle mass, that you start losing about 7% of your skeletal muscle mass over the age of 30 per decade. So by the time you're 60 years old, you basically get shrunk way down as far as your lean muscle mass, and you no longer can maintain a proper basal metabolic rate, and your spine can no longer maintain proper posturing, and so you're having a lot of health problems and back problems and weight gain problems because of it, simply because you're not exercising. If you're going to exercise, do resistance training. I like it a lot better than running or jogging because of the impact on the joints, especially as you get older. But remember, guys, you can't jog enough or run enough to burn up a bunch of bad calories. You've got to eat the right kind of foods and stay on a low glycemic diet. We talked about this on the last show. You need to be taking supplements like CLA, which is the true fat burner, HGH stimulate, activated B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin E, cod liver oil, and all of these things that help to maintain lean muscle mass and help to maintain testosterone, help maintain testosterone. Plus, you need to be eating four to five meals a day, smaller meals, and you need to take each of those meals and you need to take a look at your basal metabolic rate and you don't want to change it, so you don't want to lower it. So if you are, if you want to weigh 180 pounds and you're a guy, multiply the 180 by 10, which is 1800, divide that by six, that's six 300 calorie meals per day. Make sure they're low glycemic foods, which means don't eat a bunch of pasta, rice, and potatoes, and chips, and junk like that, or sugary beverages with high fructose corn syrup in them, like sodas. Eat good, clean, lean meats and good, clean vegetables. And when you do that, you change the glycemic index of your food, and your body burns that fuel rather than stores it as fat, and you end up burning more and more and more body fat. You turn into like a lean, fat-burning machine. And when you take the HGA stimulate, my wife insists that it helped to burn cellulite off of her. I will admit her cellulite is gone, and she's 60 years old. And, guys, you've seen photos of her. She looks like she's 40 years old, and she's in incredible shape. She's still a size 2, but she works out with me six days a week. Now, we do that because we want to make sure we maintain that 7% of lean muscle weight that most people lose every decade. That's why we train and do what we tell you guys to do because if I can't lead you by example as far as my health standpoint, then why am I talking about health stuff? It's the craziest thing to me when I see these guys that are two and 300 pounds that are really overweight and very out of shape that basically are talking and promoting health products. It doesn't make any sense to me how they can do that because I don't see the proof of what they're doing. Now, first of a kind survey is now showing that vaccinated children actually get sicker. 
children who received fewer vaccinations were less likely to develop chronic illnesses. Another article that just came out, this is from the Journal of Transitional Science, has published one of the first surveys to formally assess the long-term health outcomes associated with the United States Routine Adult Vaccination Program, and they're finding that they've checked a bunch of homeschool kids and found that these kids were much, much healthier than the general population that was basically giving all of these vaccines, and they were suffering from a lot less chronic degenerative diseases. Now, I've talked about this at length with what's going on with the United States, with the vaccine schedules that we have now, and I'm here to tell you this. This is so important. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, and this is the first time you've turned this show on, you've got to do research. You can read a paper that was written almost 35, 40 years ago by Dr. Mendelson. It's called Vaccine Roulette. It's available online. Or you just type in the dangers of immunizations or immunizations linked to autism, and you'll get a plethora of stuff that you can read. So after you read about 10,000 of these articles linking all of this stuff together with children who have autism, one in 40, one in 60, depending on who you listen to now, you begin to realize that you're going to increase the risk of autism in your children if you vaccinate them with this 78 vaccines they want you to vaccinate. Plus, it's also been linked to GMOs. It's also been linked to the food supply. It's also been linked to a bunch of other things, including gut microbial and, you know, and, and all kinds of stuff in the intestinal tract. So, guys, it's really important with your kids that you do the best you possibly can to keep them eating as clean as they possibly can for as long as you can and also really do the research on whether or not you want to immunize these kids or not because the studies are huge now. In fact, another girl, another person, let me pull this article up as we're talking about this. This is, uh, I've got so much stuff here. This basic, I'm going to go through them like this. Otherwise, I'm going to be going through the stuff. Here's another article. CDC's own data now linking vaccine infant death to vaccinations. That's the sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS. And this is something that I talked about many, many, many years ago. And Mendelssohn also talked about in his group, in his books. This is, he was a pediatrician that one of the primary causes of sudden infant death syndrome is basically an infant mortality is because of the MMR shots. And he goes, because SIDS is the third leading cause of death in infants, and because the U.S. has become one of the highest infant mortality rates in the developed world, one would think that more progress would have been made towards understanding its causes, perhaps as explored in this article, that the MMR has been linked to sudden death in children at a very, very high rate. Remember, the U.S. has the highest infant death rate of any industrialized nation. I mean, that's some crazy stuff, but it's true. A new decision of the U.S. Vaccine Court now saying that these SIDS death are significant and these people should be compensated if your children die from SIDS. Here's another article with iatrogenesis and big pharma's lucrative over-vaccination agendas. And iatrogenesis is actually doctor-induced disease because you're being given the wrong medications or the wrong treatment protocol. And now we're finding out that we're having hundreds of thousands of people a year, we've talked about this on the show before, that are dying because they're being given the wrong drugs for the wrong treatment on a regular basis, causing a huge amount of deaths. And here's another article that says that this is cholesterol. This is, I'm going to read you this because I talked about this earlier, and this is an article that's from Newsmax, and it says now that the researchers are finding that they have a new cholesterol drug out that's supposed to be that's a massive, massive, massive cost, and it doesn't work as far as reducing the risks of heart attacks or, uh, or heart disease. And it says that basically he says, he said, he said that he had patients with copays of 380 a month 
and others who had zero co-pays because the cost was completely covered by insurance. He worries, though, that the poor patients may not be offered the same access to these drugs. Now, this is crazy. This is called a PCSK9 inhibitor. It's not not cost-effective based on the threshold of, listen to this, $100,000 it's going to cost you for each year of life gained in cost to take this pill. They found out you'd have to spend $450,000 a year, Doug, to get one extra year of life out of this product. Is that crazy or what? $450,000 a year. I mean, this is so stupid. And I'm going to say this again. These these statin drugs have been linked to, to, to heart disease, diabetes, and to cancer, and they cause atherosclerotic placking. They cause hardening of the arteries. That's why you don't get any extra time when you take these drugs because you die from something else because they cause so many other diseases. So this is one of those drugs that is a complete and total albatross, as far as I'm concerned, that was put there to lower your testosterone by lowering your cholesterol to basically feminize and geld you as an American male. That's why I believe that product was put on the market, and I will go on record as saying that. There's another article. This doctor quit a paleo-ketogenic diet and went vegan instead. And, and there was an article that was out. Is, is, is basically, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was called What the Health. And it was a, it was a movie that came out that you could get online. And it talks about going onto a vegan diet and becoming a strict vegetarian and how it's healthier. Now, I've got to stop here for a second. Almost every vegan that I know that's a straight vegan, they don't eat any meat at all. They don't eat any eggs. They don't eat any milk. They don't do any of that. They're straight vegans. They're very, very unhealthy. And when I've gotten them in the gym, they have very, very small amounts of lean muscle mass if they've been a vegan for very long. Plus, they almost always have a B12 deficiency unless they've been supplementing with B12. And they always feel awful. They've got circles on their eyes, and they just don't look healthy. Now, you may say, well, I know a vegan who looks healthy. Okay, I'll give you that. You may know somebody who does. I don't. I've looked at a bunch of them and worked with a bunch of them. Here's the problem with this. When we were originally created in the Garden of Eden, we were created as vegetarians. I mean, that's just the way it is. After the flood with Noah, we were released to eat meat. Now, there's a reason for that. The nutrient density in the soil and in the plants was much, much higher before the flood. Some say there was actually a nitrogen shield around the planet, which actually condensed the atmosphere, which made healing much quicker and much, had much higher oxygen levels in the, in, the, in, the, in the atmosphere before the flood. When the fountains deep opened, and these giant geysers spewed up, you know, way up into the atmosphere. They broke this nitrogen shield. Now, whether that's true or not, I have no idea. But here's the thing about this is God released us to eat meat after the flood, but here's what he didn't do. He didn't release us to eat unclean meat. Now, let me tell you why I say that. If you read in the book of Genesis, it says that Noah was told to take one pair of unclean animals like pigs into the ark, and seventh pair of clean animals. Look it up. I'm not making it up. Because he knew, God knew that when they got off the ark, there probably wouldn't be enough food supplies and they'd have to eat the clean animals. So that means that the Noah flood was way before Moses. I mean, a thousand, couple, a thousand years before Moses, probably more. And so what ended up happening is the flood with Noah preceded clean and unclean foods in the Old Testament as far as the law. It preceded it. In other words, Noah knew about clean meat and unclean meat before he ever was allowed to even eat it. So we have to understand that guys, that God doesn't want us eating unclean meat, period. They don't want us doing that. And we talk about that in detail in our different programs that we do, that we have. I mean, so, so in other words, chicken, you know, certain types of fish are fine. 
Those types of foods are okay. Wild-caught salmon's fine. There's all kinds of good things that you can eat. But these people who go on these vegan diets, a lot of times they get very unhealthy. Then you have the other extreme, where all they want to do is eat bacon every single day and have sodium nitrites every day and massively increase the risks of colon cancer every day. That's not good either. What you have to have is a really good balance in what you're eating, like I mentioned earlier, low glycemic foods. I mean, you were talking about steaks a few minutes ago with that one, the one, the one person that you have that's advertising on your show tonight, Doug. And I, the Omaha, I think it was Omaha steaks. I would love to have one of those Omaha steak burgers. I was thinking when you were talking, I was thinking, gosh, that would sound great tonight. Because we eat beef on a regular basis. We eat it all the time. Because guys, it's important that you understand that beef is a clean meat. It's okay. So, Beef is never taken off the list. Beef, eggs, and butter are not even included on my list of the top 10 foods never to eat. But we have to understand something, guys. That doesn't mean we're supposed to go out and chow down on this stuff all the time and never stop eating protein. And here's why that's not healthy. You have pancreatic enzymes in your body that digest this meat, but they also digest cancer cells in the body if your body starts to get cancer. If you have a deficiency of pancreatic enzymes in your body, you can't make sufficient quantities of pancreatic enzymes to digest cancer because you can't digest the food. So in those cases, people need to be on a relatively clean diet using like eggs as a source of protein or lean fish or salmon as a source of protein, but they need to avoid chicken and or beef because what will happen is it requires too much energy to digest certain types of meat. Let me give you an example. If you eat a beef steak that may have, let's say, 300 calories in it, it's harder to digest than a can of salmon would be with like 300 calories. In other words, it may take you 50 calories to digest, you know, the 300 calories of salmon as far as energy your body has to expend to get a net increase in calories to maintain your basal metabolic rate. But it may take you 150 calories of the 300 calories you eat in the steak to digest the steak. In other words, it takes a lot more effort for the body to digest meat like steak than it does to digest wild salmon. So you have to be careful with a person if they have cancer. And in some cases, you've got to put them back on a very bland diet and put them on a real basic diet with really good protein that has a high protein efficiency ratio like eggs because it's super easy to digest along with digestive enzymes and pancreatic enzymes. And the reason for that is your body still has to have large amounts of protein. The problem is your body stops digesting protein properly when you have cancer. So it's very important. I could do a whole show on that tonight, but I don't, I don't have time. Just real quick, I just want to ask you, what are some of the easy, easy, easier or easy digest, digestible foods? Like you said, eggs. Well, it's based on protein efficiency ratio. Eggs. Eggs are it. Eggs are, okay. eggs are the top. Eggs are the top. Eggs are so good. That's why I try to eat four to six eggs every single day. And I mean, it's just, it, it helps to remyelinize, 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 put the, put the myelin back on the nerve cells in the brain. It helps to get rid of senile dementia. I mean, it's over and over again. But remember, we've been taught that there's a war against eggs. Now, the, they're saying that cholesterol is elevated by eggs. When they did that study back in the 50s, they took dehydrated eggs that were basically not fresh eggs and egg yolks to do this. I mean, they, they, was, they were all oxidized cholesterol. They weren't any good for you. They were toxic to start with. They gave them to the people, and it caused these problems with the animals they fed them to. That's where that study came from. It's completely and totally bogus. The other day when I was at Rutland's convention up in, up in Atlanta, you know, they, uh, we had breakfast. We had a breakfast buffet that was included with the room. And it's the strangest thing, Doug. I walked up to the, de- to the, to the girl there. She was, uh, I couldn't tell she was a boy or a girl, to be honest with you. And I, I asked her a question. I said, uh, do you guys use real eggs or do you use the eggs that are poured out of the container? Because, you know, those get oxidized. You can't, you don't want those. You want to see somebody, if you're at a breakfast, breakfast buffet, you want to see them crack an egg. You want to see that. 
And she looked at me, and she didn't answer me. She just looked at me, just stared at me like a calf at a new gate, like I was asking her some strange question. And I said, I said, I guess I wasn't clear. I said, do you do you crack eggs, or do you use like a liquid egg mix? And she just keeps staring at me. And finally, I, I she thought I, you were first, getting I, personal, you know, with her. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm all, and then finally, she goes, no, we use real eggs. We crack the eggs. And I'm like, okay, I didn't think that was a difficult question. I said, well, can you do me another favor? Do you have real butter? I like. I don't want them cooked in margarine. I don't want them cooked in some type of mystery oil. I'd like to have them cooked in real butter if I'm going to eat eggs. I mean, if we're going to do eggs, let's do eggs right. We're going to fry them. We're going to do sunny side up. Let's fry them in butter. And she looked at me and she goes, I don't know. And she just, and then she suddenly just turns around and walks off. She just leaves. She's gone. She's gone. She disappears. And, and we got a whole line of people behind me, and I'm going to myself, wow, I just asked if I could have some real eggs cooked in butter, and now I'm acting like I'm the red-headed adopted stepchild here in this line, and everybody's giving me these, like, mean looks. So finally, another chef comes out, and this other girl comes back out, and she looked at me, and she goes, no, we will not cook them in butter for you. I said, well, there's butter on the buffet. I said, can we use the buffet? No, I will not cook them in butter. It has to be in this oil. What kind of oil it is? Well, it was a mystery. Well, nobody knows what kind of oil it is, right? So, if I, so finally, I looked at the other chef. 10W40. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what they're cooking it? Like, like canola oil. It's a toxic mess like that. And so I, so I said, so, so I looked at the other chef, and I said, can you cook my eggs in butter? And she looked at me, and she goes, of course I can. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And so that she makes me a great, makes me some great eggs. The next day, the same chef made me an omelet which was the best omelet I've had since, like, 1979 when I used to go to Hojo's in Tallahassee. And we had a, a, a cook there. Her name was Myrtle, who made the world's best omelets. And this omelet tasted like Myrtle's omelet. In fact, I told her, I said, this is the best egg omelet I've had since 1978-79 when Myrtle at Hojo's used to make me omelets when I was in college. And she laughed and said, well, thank you so much. I said, no, I'm not joking. It's real. This omelet was amazing. So it's all about asking for what you want to see if they can provide it to you. So when you go to a buffet, ask them what's in it. Say, does your buffet have this? Does it have this? Does it have this? If they have salmon, if they have smoked salmon on the on the on the buffet, ask them, is this wild caught salmon or is this farm raised salmon, which is not nearly as good. Just ask them questions like that, Doug. And in most cases, unless they're strange like this lady was, you know, they're going to answer your question without getting all weird on you. So just make sure you ask questions when you eat out. It's very important. Amen. Now it's another article. Another article. Many more children will suddenly be diagnosed with high blood pressure. You're thinking, why in the world are we having all these kids diagnosed with high blood pressure? Well, it's easy because of their diets and because of their weight. <laughs> now they're telling us we need to put children as young as two and three years of age on high blood pressure medicine. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this, Doug. I mean, I mean, it's just crazy to me that they want to put these young children on high blood pressure medicine when they're young to get them like started on blood pressure pills before they even reach maturity. You know, because children we know have a different metabolism than we do. Sometimes they have a little bit elevated blood pressure. Sometimes they have a little elevated cholesterol. I mean, that's why when you give a child a stimulant, it acts the exact opposite as it does on an adult. In other words, if you take a Ritalin or an Adderall tablet as an adult, you get hyper like you took 10 purple sticks, right? You get zipped out, right? You're crazy how fast you're talking. You give a child Ritalin or Adderall, which is a stimulant, it slows them way down, calms the brain down, has the exact opposite effect. So childhood nutrition and putting these young children on cholesterol-lowering drugs or high blood pressure cholesterol-lowering drugs when they're two, three, four, five years of age is just, to me, complete and total 
medical neglect and just absolute nonsense. You know, if you've got a child that's overweight who's four or five years of age, I got a newsflash for you. I'm not trying to fuss at you because I'm not going to do that. But that child didn't jump in the car and go buy the junk food that you brought home to feed him. I mean, it doesn't happen that way. If you keep a kid on a really clean diet, he stays lean, he stays muscled up, he stays in good shape while he's growing, and he doesn't have to worry about taking high blood pressure medicine or high cholesterol medicine, which is complete nonsense. By the way, the new FDA-approved drug for the hepatitis B vaccine, Doug, has now been found to increase heart attack risk by 700%. The new FDA-approved hepatitis B vaccine has been found to increase the risk of heart attacks by 700%. Yet Facebook, Google, YouTube, and Twitter ban any talk of vaccine dangers. Guys, this is some crazy stuff when you realize these toxins that are in these vaccines and the risks of heart attack is so increased by a drug like this. I mean, so why in the world would you take this? Now... Here's another article. It says, wake up people. The alternative left and the alternative right are run by the same forces. The global goal is to divide and conquer. And we've talked about this the entire first part, the first two hours, making you realize that these Sabbatean Kabbalists are the same guys that are running the left and the right, the George Soros groups. Because remember, because they control Congress now, there's no true right wing any longer because they're both the same. That's why nothing's changed. That's why... Trump won't go against the CIA because Trump is swimming in a cesspool of sewage stocked with piranha and great white sharks and basically every other type of predatory fish that the planet offers. He's in the middle of this stuff with the CIA, and he knows if he steps in and tries to stop this drug trade out of Afghanistan, which is holding the international banking community together through their laundry, money laundering and all of the stuff that it's doing as far as all these other economies that it's creating – it's going to massively affect everything, and it's probably going to get him shot like it would have done Kennedy with the Cambodian Triangle stuff with Vietnam. So he's stepping away from all of that, and he's allowing these guys who are doing this to continue to do this. Remember, Doug, I told you guys about a year ago, I said, we'll find out if Trump's for real and if he controls what we think he needs to control if the chemtrail spraying stops in the United States. It has not stopped. The CIA is still firmly in control of the military-industrial complex, including the chemtrail spraying and all of the side effects associated with that. In addition to that, they're now bringing in all of this Wi-Fi technology that we've talked about and all of this other stuff that we that we we bring into this. Like we mentioned, the Wasserman Schultz, which is a huge article, and all of the other stuff with Russia and all of the hacking and all that. It's all obfuscation. They don't want us stopping and looking at who is behind the curtain like in the Wizard of Oz, when they pull the curtain back, there's a guy back there pulling the levers. They don't want us to see the sabotaging abolists, the Druids, and the Black Pope, who are all involved in bringing this mess together and bringing this into a new world, one world order under Lucifer. They don't want us to talk about that because the Internet basically was supposed to be used as a spy device to basically enslave us even more. But what's happened is turned into the new Gutenberg Press. It's made your show possible. My show possible, Dave Hodges' show possible, Alex Jones' show possible, possible, Sheila's show possible, you know, you know Caravan of Midnight possible. All of these shows are being made possible now because of the Internet. That's why they're doing everything they possibly can to try to demonetize everybody as quickly as they possibly can who are relying on the Internet for sourcing and for funding. That's why, guys, Doug said this at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to say this, and this is so important. It's so important that you support Hagman and Hagman. 
I mean, if everybody listening gave Doug a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars a month, or whatever, it would change everything as far as the ability of this this business, this radio show. I call it a ministry, but it's not a nonprofit to continue to expand and reach the masses. But guys, it's so important that we all understand that a workman is worth his wages and that we all need to be supporting one another and encouraging one another, uplifting one another, and supporting us. That's why when you guys go to Health Masters, all of you guys, and so many of you have done it, and I want to thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and you buy just your multiple vitamins. Pretty much 95% of the people out there are taking multiple vitamins. You're taking synthetic chemical vitamins that are bad for you. They're being made in China. You don't have any idea what's in them, but you're buying them every month. You're spending... 10, 15, $20 a month for your, your vitamins. When you go to Health Masters, you buy our multiple, which is about $25 a month. You buy that from us and you support our broadcast, which helps us support Doug and all these other places that we try to support in alternative media. It makes such a huge difference for us. So when you do that for us and you show us that you appreciate the shows, thank you. We, we work so hard to bring you this broadcast and Doug was on Alex for two hours a day. He had another show this morning. Joe's already had another show, another broadcast. Now we're on for about, for three hours a night. I had another broadcast. I mean, our entire life has been taken over by this pursuit to try to inform the American people and the people all over the world who listen to these shows what's really going on, making it easy for you guys to differentiate what's real and what's not real. And guys, that's why we're so careful with the stories that we bring in. That's why the very first couple of stories that I talked about, I said, I'm not going to read you the whole thing because I don't know for sure if all of this is real. I'm going to read you the parts of the story that I know that I've already done independent research on that I know are accurate. That way we don't put out disinformation unintentionally, which a lot of times the mainstream media like CNN, everything they bring out, in some cases, the entire evening of stories are lies. It's all lies. All lies. Why? Because they're trying to use the numbers, trying to, trying to come up with these crazy stories to push their numbers up, to get their advertising revenue up to make sure they can stay funded. But even if they don't stay funded, the alternative left, this media that's being controlled by the Rothschild Banking Empire and George Soros, who's a cutout, by the way. George Soros, we talk about him. I don't believe for one second this guy was put there by himself or through his own efforts. I believe when he went to work for the Bank of England after he left Nazi Germany, he was brought into the Rothschild fold, and they placed him where he was because they realized that he was a psychopath and that he would do what he was told to do, including a lot of these other people like the Clintons that also do what they're told to do because if they do what they're told to do, they can use them, especially if they don't have any type of conscience as far as what they're doing. I mean, guys, these sickos that do this stuff to little kids, the horrible stuff that they do that we've talked about, like when Mark Rutland talked about in Thailand, they don't have a conscience. They don't care about this. They don't see you and I as a human being. They see us as an animal. They don't see us as having any type of redeeming value. They don't know that we've been washed in the blood of the lamb and that we're the king's kids. They don't care about that. These guys have a different God that they serve. But the problem is the reason they hate us, I'm going to say it again, is because they have no authority over us, and they know that. And that's why they want to destroy the white people in the United States. They want to destroy us with everything they can possibly do. Guys, we can't allow that to happen. We have to maintain our cultural identity, and we can't allow them to bring this junk into our lives and into our psyche and into our conscience, which tells us that, you know, we have to be politically correct. We don't have to be politically correct. I'm proud to be white. By the way, I'm proud to be Caucasian. I'm proud to be of European origin. Well, think about it. You know, you have the the Black Pride parades. That's okay, and that's fine, and the news says it's fine, and 
Then you have, yeah. you know, Mexican pride parades and, and go on the list. The only pride you can have is, is white pride. Is white. You can have gay pride, transgender pride, black pride, all that's fine. But white pride, then you're a Nazi. And uh, that's, right. that's what they're going but, 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 for. No, no, that, no, Joe, you said it. They're trying to make all white people Nazis. Now, remember this, this, that you, you were talking with Alex today about what they're saying. They're going to crash and bust people's heads and crush skulls in San Francisco, Doug. I mean, because they're you know, they're coming there to join hands and pray. Peace through violence. God to, yeah. yeah, peace. They're, they're trying to peace. And these guys are saying, we're going to crush in skulls because they're doing this because they're praying. Why? Because they're white people. If the blacks got together in San Francisco, the ones who were God-fearing blacks, which there are a bunch of in the United States, so there are God-fearing whites, and they got together for a black meeting, it would even make the media, no one would even talk about it, but nobody would be crushing their skulls in. See, this is the problem that we've allowed to happen in the United States. We've allowed this media to come in and tell us what we can think, what we can say, what we can do, and how we're supposed to act. And we became, and because they turned us into geldings, they, they castrated us chemically. That's why they've been able to get away with this. Another article. Peanut allergy has been cured in the majority of children in an immunotherapy trial. This is done down in Australia. You can look it up online and talk about peanut allergies. Five mistakes most people make when they get diagnosed with cancer. This is an interesting article. Uh, number one is they can go directly into mainstream treatment without thinking of different alternatives. They can stick to one protocol. I don't think you should stick to one protocol. I think you should be doing a variety of different things, including vitamin C, IVs intravenously. I think you need to do a lot of turmeric. You need to be doing potassium iodine. You need to be doing vitamin, you know, vitamin D3K2. They ignore the importance of diet. They keep eating junk food. Let me tell you a story. I remember years ago, I was at the um, I was at the Mayo Clinic. I was in Jacksonville. I'd flown up to Jacksonville, and I'd done a seminar up there. With this is with the Peter Lowe group back in the '90s, and we were. I didn't drive. It was like a three or four hour drive, so I decided to fly. And I was there getting my bags from the turn cell. And some girl had been to one of the Mayo Clinic places there that had basically supposedly was in Jacksonville at that time, and she was a young girl, and it was summertime. And she was wearing a ski mask, you know, hat, hat. You know, she was basically, she had her head pulled down over her head. And it was, I mean, it's August. I mean, it's hot. And it's Florida. And so I figured she didn't have any hair. And so I started talking to her. And she's like 12, 13 years old. And her parents were standing over besides, behind her. And, and I asked her, I said, oh, hey, what are you doing? I said, I've got my mom. And Sharon was with me. And she goes, well, I just got back from the Mayo Clinic. And I'm having some treatment done up there. I'm, they got me on chemotherapy. And I said to her, I said, uh, great. I said, what are they doing about your diet? And she goes, well, they told me I could eat whatever they want to eat. They told me I could eat as much sugar and as much candy and as many sweets and as much ice cream as I want. And I said, did they mention to you that the white blood cells are directly affected by the sugar that you eat and the junk food you eat? And well, they said no, because you lose so much weight and you lose your appetite on chemo. They don't really care. They tell me as long as I, they don't care what I eat, I can live on candy. That's all they care about. I keep my weight up. And I looked at her and I just said a prayer and I left. I mean, God. Smoke them if you got them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're Pretty going we're, we're going down, so you will, we're going to turn off the non-smoking lights, and you can walk among the cabin and walk around the. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's well, but but, but that but that that's 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 what they were doing too because they ignore the importance of proper diet. They fail to detox. They overlook the emotional, mental, and spiritual healing. Guys, I mean, think about this. We know statistically now that if you believe you're going to get healed, you have a much higher probability of being healed. Why is that? Because faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So what we have here is faith that says, I believe that God Almighty is going to heal me. I believe that I'm going to be restored. I believe that my 
the immune system is functioning perfectly, and I believe that I'm completely and totally made whole through Christ. Now, when you say things like that and you believe it in your heart, then what ends up happening is you give your body the ability to have like a kickstart because your body's now saying, wow, he wants me better, he wants me to be healthy, etc. See, they've proven this over and over and over in studies, Joe and Doug, that when you believe you're going to be healed, if you have cancer, you have a much higher probability of being healed. And a lot of people forget that. They forget about prayer. And like I said, they forget about they forget about the diet. They forget about all of the supplements they can take. They just completely forget about that. And they say, well, you have to do chemotherapy, radiation, or surgery, and that's all we're going to make available to you. Here's another interesting article that ties right together with that. Common chemotherapy treatment triggers ATF3 gene increasing cancer-related cellular stress. Most people are aware that chemotherapy is a primary cancer treatment and can cause harsh chemotherapy side effects. However, now research has shown that it can actually trigger cellular responses and actually cause more cancer in adjacent areas. Breast cancer survival rates have been improving in recent years. However, this news that chemotherapy can actually promote the spread of cancer will make it by far one of the most disturbing chemotherapy side effects ever documented. It actually increases the risks of metastatic tumors in different parts of the body when you do chemotherapy and you have cancer in different parts of the body. I mean, this is a really interesting article. I don't have time to go through it all through all of it. Another article, high-dose injections of vitamin C could help to fight blood cancer and stop it from from spreading study claims. Incredible article. It says that vitamin C encourages cells to die naturally, and scientists now understand, instead of multiplying cancer cells. And that also, remember, converts to hydrogen peroxide in the body and actually oxygenates the tissue and kills the cancer cells. We've talked about intravenous vitamin C over and over and over again as far as in the treatment of cancer, which has been used for many, many decades. And here's another article. It says, another study has shown that the toxic herbicide glyphosate is now being found as a contaminant in vaccines. I mean, why in the world would you inject glyphosate into your body intentionally if it's a contaminant in vaccines? I mean, this is some crazy stuff, guys. And it says, how might glyphosate get into the vaccines? It says, vaccines can be contaminated in many ways. One potential source of contamination is the animal tissue, the chicken embryo, or the fetal bovine serum, the monkey kidney, etc., that is used as a culture medium to grow the viruses contained in vaccines. The measles virus for the MMR is grown on gelatin made for the bones and ligaments of commercially raised cows and pigs, and animals that have been fed a steady diet of Roundup-ready corn and soy. There you have it, guys. And gelatin is also used as a stabilizer in vaccines, creating another possible route of Roundup contamination in vaccines. And we've talked many times about the magnesium protocol. Of course, we have the healthy blood sugar protocol and the healthy joint protocol and all that at at, uh, at healthmasters.com. And it's also important that you have a really good dosing of magnesium in your body every single day. Now, the main reason that supplements in some cases don't work, it's very simple. It's like two or threefold. Number one is the dosing of the supplements aren't high enough. In other words, if you're taking, you know, 50 milligrams of vitamin C and you're trying to fight cancer with it, the dosing's not high enough. It's not going to work. It can't work. You're going to have to take it intravenously in huge dosing to make that work. The same thing is true that the absorption is not taking place in the intestinal tract because of damage to the, to the, to the intestines itself or you're, you have been damaged from glyphosate, et cetera. And thirdly, and this is, this is a pretty rough one, is if you've had significant damage to your body and your, we call it reserve energy is so low, that the mitochondrial already is a stage of shutdown, 
and causing cellular death and necrosis, and the body simply doesn't have the energy any longer to absorb the nutrients it needs to recover. So there are several things that you have to realize. Number one, your dosing needs to be high enough, and you have to have proper absorption. That's why at Health Masters with our multiple vitamins, we use a cellulose-based gel capsule with powder in it that opens up immediately when you swallow it with your food to allow it to go into your food and to be digested properly rather than the shellac-coated vitamin that you get by many of these pharmaceutical ones that are made in China. We also have the Health Masters powdered multiple if you don't like swallowing pills, which that's what I use now. I just put it in my protein shake. I put a couple of scoops of that in my protein shake every morning when I have my breakfast. And what that allows you to do is get those vitamins in without having to swallow them. I like that. I prefer that better. And we have extremely good children's chewable vitamins that kids love that are super high nutrient dense. So all of these things we do for you guys and for our own family at Health Masters to ensure that when you get your products from us, they're the highest quality supplements that we can possibly make. And if I could make them better, I would because my own family takes them. So I have to do the best I possibly can. But magnesium is so important. And you have to take a supplement of magnesium every single day. We have powdered magnesium also. We've talked about that. It actually is called magnesium brain food. And we also have these foot spath that you can soak your feet in, which does great as far as helping you get rid of all kinds of problems with the system. Uh, Other things that have high magnesium content are spinach, Swiss chard, turnip greens, beet greens, collard greens, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, bok choy, and romaine lettuce. Also avocados, seeds, nuts, cashews, almonds, brunel nuts, fatty fish like the salmon we were talking about, squash, herbs, and spices. And they include uh, coriander, chives, cumin seed, parsley, mustard seed, fennel, basil, and cloves. And, of course, fruits and berries are very high for magnesium. But, guys, remember, whenever you do this and you're eating these types of foods, it's difficult to get high enough concentrations of magnesium. But always remember, you need to be buying this stuff organic. That's really important. It hasn't been sprayed with a bunch of pesticides. Oh, this is interesting, Doug. You know, we always put these sports heroes up on this giant pedestal. And Tiger Woods, we know from his many fines that he's received in the PGA, that he's a foul mouth. We know that. And we also know that now... When he was stopped here a few months ago, he basically had a prescription cocktail drug cocktail in his system. He was loaded up with Vicodin, Vlodin, which is an opiate product, Xanax, Ambien, and THC. The toxicology report issued Monday revealed that golf legend Tiger Woods had five prescription drugs in his system when police found him sleeping in the driver's vehicle, in the seat over Memorial Day weekend. Anyone viewing the video of Tiger's sobriety test of the May, died of May the 29th, can see the synergistic effects of taking multiple drugs in full force. The leaked video, which went viral, showed a totally bewildered Woods struggling to stand, slurring his words, and talking incoherently. Now, I will say one thing about this, Doug and Joe, and maybe, Doug, you'll give me your input on this right now. You know, if he's in his car and he's sleeping and he's not driving, why was he charged with the DUI? Was it because he was in the driver's seat or should he have been in the back seat or should he have been in the passenger seat? What in the world do they do that for? How can they make that stick? Yeah, it's it, it, look. If you're in, well, it depends joke. on the state, but if yeah, uh, you're true. in the driver's seat and the car is running, even if it's in no, 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 if the keys are in the ignition okay, or anywhere ignition. in some states, anywhere in the front seat or in your pocket. But if the keys are in the ignition, and it depends on what state, you're right. But and if he was in the passenger seat or the back seat, he would have been fine. No, no. Um, if the if the keys weren't in the ignition and he was in the back seat. Okay, then yes, yes. But 
Yes, that's correct. It, but it varies by state. But it's 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 to answer your question though, that the the, the the epicenter of your question or the crux of your question uh, is that it, it's it goes to uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the author's name. Uh, the militarization of police. Radney Balco, I believe, is wrote about this. It goes to uh, the fine structure and the income structure. Uh, of the police, believe it or not, the, with respect to the driving laws. Okay, so it, it's well, well, well. Wait, here's the thing. He obviously knew he was in Paris. He pulled over, stopped, shut the car. For, I think the car was shut off. Uh, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he thought he'd be okay like that. But then, no, don't get me wrong. Tiger Woods is one of the greatest golfers of all time. I mean, nobody can take that away from him. Now, as an individual, he got some serious issues, and now we've, apparently he's got a bunch of medical issues that are causing him to take a lot of painkillers all at once. But to me, it seems like he should have been cut a little bit of slack since he wasn't driving and he was basically sleeping behind the wheel and he knew he was incapacitated. But that's just my own opinion because I was raised back in the 50s. My, my, my daughter reminded one of her friends the other day that basically I was a dinosaur <laughs> because I was born back in the 50s and raised by a society. I was born in 55, and that basically uh, that was old, old school. And see, back in the 50s, if you got too much to drink or whatever and you just crawled in the back seat of a car or shut the motor off, most of the time, they wouldn't bug you. They would just take you home. They would say, okay, you're not trying to drive. You're trying to do what's right. We're going to take you home. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't even arrest you. They wouldn't do any DUI stuff to you. But now, man, they're just hardcore about all of this stuff, about keeping you behind, out from behind the wheel. So I don't know, Doug. I have mixed emotions about all of this. I, I do as well. I do as well. Because of, because of, the, because of this militarization of the police. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, if he, if, he, if he was driving the car, he was clearly incapacitated. Absolutely. Nailing with a DUI, I've got no problems with that. The guy goes, "Hey, I'm not right to drive, man. I got to stop." And gets in, you know, shuts the car down or whatever, or even just turns it off, or or even it lets it idle, crawls in the back, or sits in the front, or whatever. As long as he's not behind the wheel, actually out there in traffic. So I don't know. There, there, there's uh, just real quick, and some people my age might enjoy this. Everyone loves Raymond, uh, the TV series. Deborah Barone, the character. Uh, uh, intent to nap. That's all I'll, I'll say about that. If you if you know what I'm talking about, you'll understand. Go ahead. By the way, speaking of sports icons, Tom Brady is now talking about the rigors of practicing at 40, and he goes, I'm never sore. But remember, he eats clean, and he eats only organic, and he takes his supplements every single day. And he goes, basically, he feels better than he's ever felt. And he says, easier than he's ever felt. Of course, they're never, they never allow anybody to hit him in practice ever, which they shouldn't. But I think it's interesting that he's saying that and he talks about eating clean. And then they came back in just a few weeks after he released some of these stories. And they said, by the way, eating clean is bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Eating clean is a fad and it's very unhealthy. I mean, are you kidding me? We're leading the world when it comes to heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. And the leading cause of death in our kids is is cancer. We have the highest infant death rate of any industrialized nation. We, whatever we're doing is really bad, 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 Doug, and we need to change it. And now, another study says vaccine manufacturers and FDA regulators use statistical gimmicks to hide the risks of the HPV vaccines. We talked about this earlier, about how they changed the parameters of what's going on with the research that's being done with the double-blind clinical research studies. And this is the one that I referred to earlier. And this is sad. Uh, this is a young girl Basically, she was 15 years old, and she was given the Gardasil shot, and her mother was interviewed, and she said the doctor in their church recommended the HPV vaccine be given to them after receiving the second Gardasil vaccine at the age of 15. She became very lethargic and could hardly get out of bed, suffering from horrible headaches. 
They had to black out the light in her room because the pain is caused that she couldn't leave her bed for days. Prior to the vaccine, she was healthy and active and rarely missed a day of school. The family had to hire a teacher to teach her her sophomore year of high school because she couldn't leave her home. After starting a very strict diet, an alternative health practitioner recommended the family had some hope that she would recover. But because of the vaccine, she battled depression. And it was learned from her journals after her death that she had constant buzzing in her head. And she had tried every antidepressant drug on the market without success. And they found her hanging in her room in which she killed herself so she would no longer have to deal with the pain caused by the Gardasil vaccine, Doug. Now, the reason I bring you stories like that, not because they're a positive story, they're an absolutely awful story, but if you've got grandchildren who are girls or, or, or children that are girls, you've got to look at this Gardasil vaccine. A lot of schools are administering this without parental consent. You've got to inform your children that they are not to get immunizations until you find out what immunizations. They're starting these kids at 10, 12 years of age. They're shooting up with the Gardasil shot, and then she got her booster at 15, and she was never the same. In te- this is not all right, This is not an isolated incident. In Texas, when Rick Perry was governor, they tried to mandate that all boys who were 12 years of age get the yep. Gardasil right. vaccine. That's right. And that That's did not exactly. go over well. It was in Texas, and, and they had major pushback. But this is what they're trying to do. Um, it, it's well, because, well it, it, it also, in many cases, causes what we call premature ovarian failure, which, in other words, you, you go into menopause when you're 15 years old and your ovaries dry up and you can never have children. There you have it. Eugenics. I mean, mm-hmm. this is all part of the Rockefeller Foundation yep. and their eugenics with Margaret Sanger. I mean... I mean, if they want to pull any statues down, why don't they pull down the statues to Margaret Sanger? No, yeah. no, 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 and you can't do that. No, no. If, hey. the, if, the, if the blacks knew what Margaret Sanger was, she was a complete and total racist. She hated black people. If they knew who she was and what she stood for, they'd pull every statue down she ever put up or they ever put up in her honor. I mean, Hillary Clinton said it was an honor to get the Margaret Sanger Award. I mean, the Democrats are basically the, the party of the KKK. We know that. Sure. I mean, gosh, the, see, here's, here's the thing that bugs me. Nobody, no white person living at these rallies was ever a Nazi, and no black person ever at these rallies was ever a slave. And we've got a bunch of Democrats that put up a bunch of Confederate war monuments. They're ashamed now of their history because they were the ones of the party of slavery, and they want this stuff taken back down. I mean, it's, the whole thing is nonsense. We've got to use what we were in the past and who we were and what we learned, learn from it, become a cohesive unit, and become a nation again, and support one another. That's the key here. We don't tear down war monuments to people that have died. I mean, good grief. I mean, Abraham Lincoln never had any intentions on freeing the slaves. He told us about that. I mean, he wanted to send them all back to Africa because he considered them to be inferior. I mean, Abraham Lincoln was not the great emancipator. He only emancipated the slaves in the South, and he had no jurisdiction over emancipating them in the South. He had already succeeded as a separate country. I mean, we have to go back and look at who Lincoln was and what the truth is about all of this stuff, guys. Because look at me. Here's the thing. If we... If we keep doing what we've done to allow the country to get to where it is right now, it's going to get much worse. We can't allow the Soros, Rothschild, Rockefeller, Sabatine Kabbalists, Luciferian, Druid bunch is who these guys are, to turn around and break us up into segments like they've done to cause this massive division. This is divide and conquer. The problem is they've done they've dumbed us down so badly with the educational systems, Joe. A lot of schools, Doug, they don't even teach mm-hmm. American history prior to 1880 anymore. They don't even want to talk about the Civil War because they want to destroy every concept of the South because, remember, the Confederate battle flag 
is ingrained in the minds and the psyche of the people in the United States and their right brain. You can't forget right brain imagery. That's why they're so careful with their Apple logos and their TV logos and their corporate logos, burning them into your right brain. They want to get rid of all that imagery so we don't have any any remembrance of who we were and what the South was or who the heroes were of the South. They want to get rid of everything that speaks to basically freedom and for doing what's right in God's eyes and for basically wanting to be away from this tyrannical federal government, Doug and Joe. That's right. Ted, thank you so much for uh, a wonderful show. We are at the end of the program, and it was three uh, full, information full hours, uh, a number of different subjects. And, Ted, thank you so much. Healthmasters.com, Doug5 is the coupon code. Healthmasters.com, go there for all your your vitamins and, and nutrients, and we use them here at the Hagman Studios. We do. Thanks, everybody, for a great week. We'll be back next week. Pray for everybody in Texas in the path of the storm. Watch my watch my social feed this weekend. Uh, I've got some things coming out, as well as uh, the Hagman Report social feed as well. Uh, and, uh, Ted, thank you. We'll, we'll be talking to you.